Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the main event. Welcome to the Smack Attack. Welcome to the only show you need to listen to that's worth the $5 for Channel Attitude. Not really. I mean, it's 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 a fun bonus to have. But I would say it's worth the $5 alone for this show, for, for the Smack Attack. Welcome to the show. We are glad that you're here. Those in the chat, those not in the chat, those all around the world, glad that you are here. Uh, are we on the way to WrestleMania? I still don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but we'll explain why I don't know yet. Uh, but that comes later. But first, let me introduce the raucous, rowdy crew that we have going along with us today. Let's start with the man who made it with 40 seconds left before we went live. The Canadian destroyer himself. Mr. Chris, how are you this morning? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm still getting this sickness thing a bit better. Um, <clears throat> I am, uh, I, I am, in case you didn't notice, I am wearing a, a Celtics jersey and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and a New York Yankees hat, basically just because it was a topic of hilarity last week. I actually, I'm very uncomfortable and I'm going to take this hat off, but, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yes, I am Christopher Ams and that's AMBS like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. And if you ever forget, I'll just remind you every time I'm on a show. And that's how it should be, sir, as always. Uh, and uh, we're glad that you like, did it burn when you put that hat on your head like that? Did, did you feel a burning sensation? Um, or I mean, it was, it was um, a Yankees hat. For those who aren't watching live with us, uh, those who are listening on Channel Attitude, it was a Yankees hat with a you've got a Celtics jersey on. So um, did, did that Yankees yeah. hat burn? Um, you know, it didn't, but mostly just because I'm Canadian and the only thing I really care about is hockey. So, sure. you know, it was it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So so because I'm I'm I love history. But I'm not, a, and I love geography. But I'm not super familiar with Canadian geography. What's the closest NHL team to you in um, in Canada? There. Oh, the Winnipeg Jets are about three hours west of me. Okay, so that's the closest one. But who? So who's your yeah. team though? Oh, my team is Montreal. I I love okay. the Canadians. But the canadians um that's even how it's spelled god damn it everything yeah. in french in this country um and look at me i speak spanish where the fuck did i come from um <laughs> but anyway but anyway yeah, yeah um our closest uh, our closest nba team is uh, timberwolves they're about eight hours south of where i live so gotcha gotcha okay that, that puts it so you're kind of in the middle of the country then Pretty much, yep. Um, gotcha. Winnipeg. Actually, Winnipeg and where I live, um, they have like a, a tourist spot where it, it's the literal center, you know, from east to west of Canada. Like if you took Canada and folded it in half, right, mm. like only about an hour and a half away from where I live is where you would find it. So, Wow, that's cool. That's good to know. Look, we're learning geography on the Smack Attack today. This is how it works. Yay. And of course... Next to me, right over here in the top part, is the most evil of doctors and lawyers and things, everything in between. But the man who has more knowledge about things of the esoterica than I care to shake a stick at, uh, Dr. Jeff, how are you today, sir? The cyber dog, Jeffrey Lips. The definitely not ass man. 
All right, that, that's it. That's all I can do. It's like Chris is in the Topeka of Kansas of uh, of uh, Canada. Oh, look at that, Jimmy! Just text. Have you guys it's started? About, <laughs> it's about that important. Right. Where I live is about as important as Topeka. We had, well, Jimmy, we had this discussion last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same time every week. Anyway, yeah. how am I doing? I'm I'm doing I'm doing great. And Chris, the answer to you being in a partly French-dominated country where you speak English and Spanish is because maybe you're from a lost tribe like Atlantis. Oh Whoa. yeah, uh, I like that. There we go. All right, a little, a little cross branding there. And listen, I think that our show is yes. definitely worth the five dollars. But being on three of the shows that, that cost five dollars, I mean, listen, they're each worth at least a buck seventy, except for the Ring of Honor show. I take it back. Two of them worth two fifty. The Ring of Honor show. Tell Ben you hate it, so he cancels it. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Hey, but you at least get to see my friend Lady Frost wrestle. So there is that. I do like Lady Frost. I, in fact, I do. But unfortunately, I mean, the one time I saw her, she she lost. But I, I figure she's there to lose because she's not under an AEW or a Ring of Honor contract. So that, that, that's how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Industry-wide, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. But, I mean, she's good at what she does. But, uh, I mean, I think she played. She wrestled Sky Blue uh, this week on Thursday. I haven't so. seen this week yet uh, for reasons that the audience can discern somewhat related to the missing head that's not here. Ooh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's not here yet, but that's okay. I'm sure he'll be on his way. I think he said he's on his way. Whatever. Yeah, so. he's just getting some cigarettes and, and, and breakfast. He'll, he'll be back in right. 20 minutes to seven and a half days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the corner store, right? Yeah. But in in Australia, that's like three hours away. The corner store, and, and there's there's an angry pack of wallabies in in between him and there. Right, exactly. So, gentlemen, uh, I, I hope your week went well. Yesterday, I did not. I'm going to be honest. I did not watch SmackDown. Um, Thursday, my oldest Beagle was not walking or moving well, um, and then yesterday, because of that, he was still doing worse uh i had to take him to the couldn't take him to my vet so i'd take him to the animal hospital and they said uh they because at first it looked like he was favoring his front paw and so they took an x-ray and said well he has some arthritis but um, they think he slipped a desk a disc in his neck in his upper back because they caught some of that in the x-ray and they're like, okay, I was like, okay, well, what what are our options? And they said, well, we can give you pain meds and rest for the weekend. I was like, well, he's a beagle. That's his default setting. And how he did that, I don't know, because <laughs> that's what he does. Like, he's not of the two beagles that I have. He is not my active one. The other one is like the one jumping around. And so I was like, that's okay. That's all right. Or she goes, or there could be surgeries like surgery and then et cetera. And then it might help now, but it could show back up. Like, well, like, how did this happen? Like, it was like, literally, he woke up Thursday, and he was like this, and then I brought him in today. I said, so she's, oh, well, this is a thing that happens in corgis and beagles and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but like, in a day? Like, in a, like, he woke up the next day and was like this, and the night before, he was fine. And she I was like, look, I look, I'm sure you're a wonderful vet, but you're not my vet. So I'm going to take my dog. I'm going to do the pain med route for now until I get into my vet and see him when they come back in town. So that was yesterday. But also yesterday was my child's first day of work at his first job. Um, he's working at Subway. 
Um, and so, yeah, so he doesn't have his license yet. He gets it in July. So right now I'm having to take him. So obviously I couldn't pick him up from school to get his driver's license. It's not his subway sandwich artist license. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're not sandwich artists anymore, apparently is what he said. Um, and so, but yeah, so he, he had to get his license. He hasn't gotten his driver's license yet. And so he, um, a friend of mine picked him up and got him to work. And then, uh, and also I found out my other dog, my younger beagle has never been alone because Jakar has always been there. And, uh, he, so he freaked out. And so my friend went and dropped my son's stuff off and then just stayed with my, my younger beagle. Cause he was all over the place and just whatever. So, um, it, it's like now, and then I told my kid this morning, um, I did pick him up and then we did stuff after, but like, it was one of those nights where this morning I told him, look, you know, cause I didn't want to tell him last night cause he had his first job. He was excited. And I told him, look, they're saying these are the options. It was $416 for them to x-ray my dog and give me pain meds for him. Mm. And I was like, son of a bitch. And so he got off work at eight and then we ran home. I got my friend and then we were like, let's just go to dinner. I don't want to, I don't feel like cooking. So we went out to eat and then, you know, um, that was a wasted opportunity. What you should have done is whatever your kid's name is, you should say, Jacob, Jacob, why don't you fix me a sandwich? No, we, I still have to go some grocery shopping, so I don't want to, uh, and I just didn't feel like it. So I was like, all right, fine. Well, whatever. But, uh, he, Jacob, uh, the artist formerly known as Sandwich Artist. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so this morning I was like, "Look, I need to get up. I need the the dogs need to get done because I, I have here. I, I, I'm in, I podcast out of my work. So this is my office at work. Um, and here we had a one of those vintage popcorn maker, you know, things that come in the cart that like, look old, but you know they're newer yeah, no, stuff like that. Uh, a friend of mine who runs a wrestling promotion. He like is like, hey, does anybody have one? I was like, like, I look, I got this, I got a snow cone machine, you can have them. And he's like, Oh my gosh. So he came and picked those up. And so I was leaving this morning to come get that for him before we podcast. And I said, Jacob, these are things I need you to get done today. Before you go into work, I'll be back. But this is a conversation we need to have. They this is what they said about your car. Look, it was $416 to get him taken care of yesterday. God knows what the surgery is going to be and if it will even help him. I said, I'm not going to continue the route of pain meds and trying to, you know, keep him alive like that because that's not a life for this dog. And he, and, you know, but I'm also not going to run the risk of surgery and put us into debt for the dog either. So the conversation may be that we might have to put him down for the best quality of life. And I said, look, I'm not happy about it. I mean, I'm, we were, I was crying. I'm still trying not to cry talking about it right now. I mean, this is the first significant dog I've had for a while and I've had him for 12 something years now. And, uh, you know, I said, but this is the conversation we have to have. And this is, this is for the betterment of him. So I'm just telling you now to prepare you because my, my kid does not like change. Um, and, 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 you know, when change happens, I try to be as upfront Hey, look, these are some things that we might start looking for doing and et cetera, et cetera. And that helps kind of prepare him. You know, like yesterday, he was super nervous for work. So he gets up in the morning and he hadn't done this and this and this. I'm like, okay, that's not a problem. You know, just do this, do that. He gets to the point where he gets so worked up about the problem. He doesn't think about the solution. 
know, so his critical thinking skills sometimes when that comes aren't that great. So I'm trying to work with him to think about solutions to the problem. Don't just dwell on the problem, figure out how to fix it. So, you know, um, so it was quite an emotional day uh, yesterday for me with the highs of my kid starting his job, the lows of finding out about my dog and and uh, the options that we have for him and, 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 and all that. So I didn't watch a lick of wrestling yesterday. Um, I, I just, I couldn't do it. And, um, you know, uh, the, uh, I the whole follow-up and trying to do all this and figuring out what was going on and trying to watch the highlights. I was like, okay, cool. That's great. And all, but I don't know. Focus. Yeah. It's hard to focus on anything else when that's going on. I... It really is. It really is. And, uh, you know, on top of working and trying to date and trying to figure out, it just, there's, it just seems like a lot right now. So this as much as it would have been a fun break. I just, I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. So, you know, I, I, I won't have as much to contribute today. I'll just kind of steer the ship, let you guys handle the heavy lifting for a lot of it, maybe give some input of what I can see and what I saw or whatever. But, you know, uh, today is going to be a different day for that. So, you know, it is. It is what it is. That's life. We 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 learn. We move forward. We make those decisions, and we try to be good parents for our pets and our kids as best we can. So, you know, doesn't mean it's fun. Doesn't mean it's great. But it is what no, it is. Absolutely, it's a, it's a tough situation. I think everyone understands why SmackDown may have had to been pushed off uh, watching a wrestling TV show, mm-hmm. uh, especially one where you know that everything that's important will be recapped. 1200 times between now and yeah. you know what, what, what you know, each individual match that, that is relevant to it on WrestleMania itself. Um, we've all had pets, a lot of us have had to put down pets. Uh, I had to put down uh, the only dog I had as an adult. Um, when I'm when our child was about one and a half years old, like before he got too attached to him, mm. and I have to be honest with you, even though dogs can't possibly understand. I think the dog sort of sort of understood what was going on. He like accepted his fate, and I think he too uh, it, it knew that he was in too much pain and wanted it to end. I mean, like everything was breaking on this poor thing. He like mm. had to live in the basement because he he couldn't get back upstairs. Like he, we didn't mm. put him in the basement. He just couldn't get back up. So we had to move all his food bowls and stuff like that down there. And you know, then they start to shit and stuff like that inside, and they you know they can't. You know, it's like a, it's like an old person, but there's no there's no assisted living. So, pet insurance doesn't cover anything. Back surgery rarely works in humans, let alone dogs. Uh, so it's hard to put it in in dollar terms that way. It sounds cruel, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. real. You you have a real life, and you have responsibility to you and your family first. Not that the dog isn't part of a family, but it's probably not going to work anyway. And even if it does, it's you know. There's what thirty-two other discs that can that, that, that can slip in yeah. the meantime as as anything that's alive gets older. So don't you know you do. It sounds like you're doing the absolute best you can, and that, at the end of the day, that's all you can. And you're being open, completely open and transparent with your son, and and son, and you're taking care of all sorts of little things like making sure that the other dog isn't alone, which I think a regular person can be like. You know, the dog can handle it one night. Maybe it'll be good for them to get used to it. So it sounds like you are being as considerate on every level as you can. Fear not. I watched every second of SmackDown. I'm sure Chris did. We got you. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. And that's the, the joy of you know working with guys like y'all. I appreciate that, that we can work together and cover each other when needed. So, um, you know, it's just, 
it's been a lot. I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Um, you know, that, that's always my biggest thing. Am I doing it right? You know, I want to be you know, making sure that I'm, I'm taking care of everything properly for everybody and everything. And it, sometimes that's uh, overly stressful and I don't need to put that stress in my life, but that's just my nature of who I am. I want to make sure I'm, the, I'm kind of the protector and the person that is doing the right things for everybody so that they can do their thing. So, uh, you know, I can, I've never had to put down a dog. Dogs have either died or gone away um, or they weren't my, necessarily my dogs. They were family dogs, but like my mom and stuff like that. So this is the first, you know, I mean, the loss of those other dogs were, were hard, but I was never there for them. Cause like, you know, with the family dogs that we had that were, you know, strays or whatever, my mom took care of that. And, you know, that was that. And we found out later, she didn't tell us until she came home and there was no dog and she let us know. It's like, Oh, so this is the first real significant dog. And I wasn't going to do that to my son. I wasn't going to like it happen and then tell him later that this is what happened. You know, so, you know, that actually brings up a really interesting question that I've uh, that I've been trying to sort of figure out in my you know for myself as a parent mm-hmm. you know like I have two little girls I'm a single sure. dad right they're they're with me full time and uh, the question that I've been trying to figure out is do I want them to be happy or do I want them to be prepared for the world mm-hmm. and it seems like you can get some kind of a balance where they're you know as happy as you can get them but also prepared for the world but. You can't really, you can't really have happy as your number one priority when you're mm-hmm. a parent, because that won't get them ready for what's going to happen in the world. Because, like right. you said, I mean, here you are, you're in a situation where you're in a, you're a full adult, and you're in a situation that you've never been before, and you're having to go through it, and it's like you weren't really adequately prepared for it. You know, like um, you know, no offense to your mom, I'm sure she was yeah. just trying to keep you happy, right? But well, Sometimes we were older think- too in um in high school and and stuff like that. So it was like we had a lot going on. So she was the one who was going to have to t- deal with it and take care of it. Right. So and I just I just it's a it's yeah. an interesting question though. It's an interesting yeah. question as a parent. Like do you like what's the balance that you need to strike between like keeping them happy and making sure they making sure you walk them through bad things mm-hmm. so that you know you can be the way that they experience something that might not be great right it's like right. it's like telling your kid no either you do it or someone else is going to do it and they won't be as nice about it right yeah well and like with my mom it got to the point where we were actually telling my mom she needs to put the dog down so it wasn't like you know my mom was that person that she just she loves animals it's like i, I can't do it i can't you know i'm like mom the fact that sweetie and honey can't make it outside anymore that they can't get up they can't move like that's not good mom you need they're not this this is not a quality of life that they're that they're having you're just prolonging the pain you're prolonging like when i put that to her you know that was like oh okay so she finally kind of understood it but like she she was the one holding on and I'm the one going, mom, you're not doing this dog any favors. Like, so, but I, I wasn't able, cause I was in college and getting ready to graduate and then in seminary for the other one. So I wasn't, you know, I was older um, and, and to that point, but still it wasn't, it wasn't a process of, you know, like now I know I'm going to have to do it. I'm probably going to have to do it for while he's in school. Cause my vet work is like from eight to five, you know, so Jacob won't be there. So I'll have to take my dog and, uh, I will be there every step of the way because that's just the kind of person I am. But, you know, it, it's, 
I think I think I agree. Like happiness can't be your default. It has to be I'm preparing my kid, but I can do it in a way that is not just, you know, get your shit together and do whatever. It you there's that balance, like you said. You want to prepare them, but you can shade them from a little bit of the ugly, but not completely. You've yeah. gotta you gotta let them know what life is about and what's going on. And hey, uh Everybody in the chat, thank you. I appreciate it. But especially Brittany. Brittany is my friend who was, took Jacob to school. She was there hanging with my dog. And then we had dinner last night. So, um, you know, having a good friend like that living in the area. She's she's literally one of my best friends. And um, the newest member of the PWC Facebook group. Yes, oh, that's right. That's right. So I'm, I'm the guy that posted it. Allegedly, it's automated. But still, oh, it was under yeah. my name. So I'm the best. Yes, you are. So, uh, so yeah, but you know, uh, but everybody in the chat, thank you. And again, thank you for all your words. It, it, you know, it, it'll be fine. We'll be good. And um, so, uh, guys, I look again. This week is like weeks have been crazy. I don't keep track. Is there anything that went on in the news, wrestling wise, that we want to talk about, or anything that happened that you know? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I Please. mean, I don't I know miss. if you want to. I mean, first of all, Chris hasn't said anything in a while, so let's give him a chance. Oh, uh, in terms of professional wrestling to talk about, um, gosh, uh, well, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, where the hell is Bray Wyatt? Oh, he gone. Is, yeah. is that like is that is that what happened? Because the official word so far is he's injured, right? Oh no, I heard it. Like I think last week we talked a little about how the fact that. There was creative differences and like all kinds of stuff. My you know? understanding is it's all of the above. So mm -hmm. if anyone wants to hear the details of a chronology, which might be accurate, which I cannot individually source myself or confirm. I, I don't know that any of us can maybe, but on the keeping it 100 show, which I don't listen to, but I listened to this section was sent to me. Bill body did a whole chronology basically from before pre fiend Bray situation with WWE through present. I don't know much about Bill Body except for when I saw the 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 altercation between and Sean Ross sap at a, I think a convention and that wonderful meme of that of that perfectly normal woman in between them looking up at them going, "You sad sad man." I've kept that photo uh, just so I can use it, uh, you know, for memes in the future. But apparently he's he's pretty well sourced. So if you want to listen to the mm -hmm. chronology, listen to that. I don't like referring anyone to other podcasts, but. I, I can't go through the whole thing now. However, what I can individually confirm, which doesn't verify his story, but it is consistent with his story. And this is not from a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. This is not someone who says they overheard a janitor and catering her overheard this, or, you know, or my, my friend is the landscaper for, you know, uh, Marisa's second cousin or anything like that. This, this is, I'm not going to say the name, but this is a, this is an actual real life personal friend of, of Bray Wyatt who I know from a different part of the world, who is not particular, not totally involved in wrestling anymore, but anyone on this show would know his names. Mm -hmm. um, and I say names because he's had more than one stage name. Um, anyway, I spoke to him. It wasn't about Bray, but I always ask about Bray because very selfish reasons, I would love to have Bray on my show. Mm -hmm. And like I've said before, every if you have a significant partner, you should look at your significant partner and they should look at you and you should give your significant partner every benefit of the doubt and they should give you every benefit of the doubt that I do to Bray Wyatt because I am such a freaking mark. Um, but my friend said that Bray is healthy and he's happy and he's just fed up with the politics. Now, 
what Bill Body, what WWE is saying, it's an illness. So illness can be lots of things. What mm. Bill Body said is that it's been mental illness. So these things can exist together. You you can be very sensitive or hard to work with or take things harder or be obstinate partly or wholly due to mental illness. All of these things can be true at the same time. Now, listen, he also said the same thing about Alexa Bliss. So, And we learned this week that not only did she have basal melanoma that was treated and, and caught in time, but she was also on The Masked Singer, which is the real reason that she's been off TV most of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, listen, obviously not, don't take it as 100% truth. But that's my understanding and the interesting thing was is that they he's still on the SmackDown introduction. Like his, his image is still there in, in the typical montage. Um, but they, they didn't mention anything about it on this week's Raw. They didn't men- mention anything about the match on this week's SmackDown. But when they showed the graphic for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is Friday night on SmackDown, not during WrestleMania proper, who was in the who was in the in the battle royal? between pretty much everyone that usually loses, Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley, who was not in there, Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt's picture is still on WWE, but my understanding is such, and this is again from Bill Boddy, so this is my understanding from him, not my own personal understanding, is that they gave, he did no show an MSG show that was without permission, but afterwards they gave him permission to take a week, maybe two off. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, but he either needs to come back by Monday, meaning Raw, or he's off WrestleMania. Now, does that mean he's off, period, fired, gone, kaput? Probably. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, so, yeah, that, that that's my understanding with Bray. Hmm. So, guys, would you say that um, Bray has burgled, burgled his way back into WWE um, a little bit here with the idea that, oh, I'm going to come back, but then knowing I'm going to, you know, have these crazy ideas and, 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 and they're not, might not work? Or knowing that he might not mentally be really prepared, but I can get a paycheck for it anyway. Or is this like a genuine, I really wanted to give this a try and I thought I was ready, but I'm really not. What do you guys think? Uh, well, I mean, I've dealt with mental illness for a really long time. I was uh, I was married for 10 years to, uh, to a, a very good person who has really bad bipolar disorder. Um, and it's at least with her, I never got the feeling and I still don't get the feeling even now, even, you know, we've, we've split and everything and we haven't been together for a number of years now, but I still never get the feeling like she's, um, milking it or that she's trying to be difficult or that it's something that she's, you know, it's something that she's aware of, but it's not something that she can really control, at least not for me. Um, uh, I've never gotten that feeling from her. And for a lot of people, um, and for a lot of people, you know, in in that world of mental illness, it isn't something that they control and they can think to themselves, okay, I'm ready. I'm healthy. I feel good. Um, and especially like for a person like Bray Wyatt, who's so creative and likes to do these things. And again, like my ex-wife, same thing, super creative, very intelligent when it comes to making up a new thing, right? Like creating a world in her brain. She was actually really, really creative, right? But um, if there's any kind of, you know, 
triggers that a person like that has, it can be it can be like very triggering for them. And I know that for a guy like Bray Wyatt, it seems like to me. And again, I'm just looking at it from the outside. I'm going uh, this. This is this is not a professional's opinion here. I mean, I know I was a, I was a social worker, but this is not the opinion of a psychologist or anything. But it seems to me like maybe what happened is he was away for a while. He got better because he was away because mm-hmm. he didn't have to deal with the travel and the politics and the bullshit and the, you know, his writer was fired, et cetera. There was a lot of things that we were told mm-hmm. happened backstage, right, that he was upset about. Um, and then he just it, it just sunk him back into that back into that world of, of depression and not, and he just needed to go away now is two or three weeks enough time for him to get ready and come back for WrestleMania. It all depends on the person, but I know that for my wife, like my ex-wife, if she, if she had that situation where she, where she was pulled into a depression, it could sometimes take six months before she really pulled herself out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, that's with somebody with her every single day who was, telling her you're you know you're wonderful and everything's going to be okay and you don't have to worry and etc cetera, etc cetera. you know what i mean so right it depends on what's going on in bray's life but if he has like an actual mental illness this could take an awful lot longer and i wouldn't personally say it's your fault you you know you uh you lied to yourself or you're just show, showing up to get a paycheck my personal opinion again if he's anything like my ex-wife is something closer to he was away he got better he felt better he felt good enough to come back he came back he was re-triggered and now it's just bad so right and like look look i understand like and i asked the question as a devil's advocate because you and I, Chris, both know that that's really the case. Uh, but there are people out there who, who are going to ask that question. And it was also a way for me to get the word burgle in from Picard this past week that he used. And uh, as an affront uh, to my friend Brittany, who said she was going to try to use it, and I already found a way to use it, so I beat her to it. Um, but it's it's really an honest question I think we need to ask because some people will think that. And you know me, I want to have that discussion about mental health. I'm sorry. I I mean, I think that there's a confluence of events going here. First of all, I don't want to ascribe motive. And you all heard my bias Mm -hmm. before, but I agree with Chris. I don't think this is something that that somebody controls or, or, you know, divines or anything like that. I I think it's just something that happens and it has nothing to do with circumstance. I mean, circumstances can make conditions worse, but I, I don't think that they can be controlled by a lot of people. I mean, there's See Robin Williams. I mean, even the guy was worth what a half a billion dollars, and he couldn't, and he ended up killing himself. I mean, so let's not pretend that you can control it, no matter what your resources are. I, but I think that part of it is that let's look at some objective facts. The Fiend was the number one merch seller for about two years running, and number two was Alexa Bliss in her spooky role. The most wrestling fans, you know, or IWC hardcore fans hated, but. She was she was the number one women's merch seller without with barely wrestling at all in, in that same period of time. So basically, the Fiend universe was where the bloodline is now as far as merch was selling. Mm-hmm. So you could see why people would want that back. Also, Vince is the one who released him when Vince was in charge. Now, you know, 
you know, everyone knows Vince didn't take a day off, you know, for 55 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and you know, to, uh, to some still isn't and probably isn't in his own way, whether it's scheming or Logan Roy or, you know, Rupert Murdoch in the world. I don't know. Or, or if it's just, you know, armchair booking, whatever. You know, every day there's a news story. A segment how to get reshot because the word wrestler was used in it, even though Cody Rhodes used pro wrestler just, you know, a few days earlier. In the right. Anyway, not important. I look at Bray as Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder did some really great movies. But in between those really great movies, he's made a lot of stinkers. But still, people want to see the Snyderverse because when he makes something that's brilliant, it's brilliant. Put M. Night Shyamalan in there or, you know, whoever your your favorite. Every now and then they come up with a stroke of genius. But eh, between those strokes of genius, you got to go through a lot of chaff. And I think that they're like, all right, right. Well, we, we think that, you know, maybe you'll have another, another stroke of genius. They let him meander a little bit and they let him meander. And then, but this is, this is, this is also from Bill Body's role. What they wanted is they want someone like Brock Lesnar to beat the crap out of this version of Bray so that Uncle Howdy could say to him, look, look what you've done to yourself. This is you. And this would release the fiend back again. They mm-hmm. wanted the fiend back. Now, Brock's like, I- I'm not doing this. So they're like, okay, Bobby Lashley, you know, that, that, that's a pretty good. So that's why. So that was the logic between what seemed random. And Bobby could do the same thing. He'd get a big win at WrestleMania over a big star, but it wouldn't kill Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt is, well, it would it would figuratively kill Bray Wyatt because he'd be dead and he'd be resurrected as the fiend, the horror movie, with, with his uh henchmen. Uh well, with I don't know. There's a difference between henchmen and goon. One is committed, one is just hired help. I can't remember. Right. Which, uh goon henchman is a henchman is committed. The goon is the hired help. Okay, so so his henchman, or you know, or you know, his lieutenant, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so you know, Bobby was like, eh, fine, whatever. Um, I, he wasn't excited about it, but you know, and and so this, this is it. This is the, this is now. Could it still happen? Could could it be? You know, let's say Bobby wins. Well, we can talk about the the Royal Rumble and what may come of it when we talk about SmackDown. But mm-hmm. speaking of things that might be bipolar. I think we need to talk about AEW's week because this mm-hmm. is the week that gave us the quote-unquote dream match. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a day after that, the dream match got buried, not by people like me who didn't think it was a really dream match, not got buried by poor, you know, lowering ratings because they, they they went up. They didn't surge up, but they went up. They, they still didn't get to a million, and we still haven't seen the, or I haven't, the quarterly hours the quarterly breakdown to see if the dream match even did well or if mm. it was just a big surge from the big bang theory but we had cm punk who posted something on instagram and then deleted it but it was up there long enough for you know everyone in the world to photoshop you know to screen shave it and yeah. basically in it he said he called uh tony Khan a liar he said he said john moxley wouldn't do the job for him that they wanted him to wrestle even though he wasn't cleared. And they said, it's okay. It's just a squash match. And he said, Tony Khan's a liar. And Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. And Dave Meltzer is a liar. Um, and, and that's just a brief summation. But like, I think that's enough <laughs> because, you know, obviously the, you know, while you have an alleged, you know, a supposed high of a dream match to, to some, but even people who didn't think of it as a dream match, you know, there's a lot of people who like the match. I didn't particularly care one way or another, but that's me. I'm a sizist. Um, but then it get, you know, gets buried by CM Punk. And now, of course, all the news is, do we hate CM Punk? Do we love CM Punk? Is wrestling better with CM Punk in? Is, is a better, AEW better off with CM Punk? It's a work. No, it's not a work. So that, that's, I mean, that's probably the most 
fun piece of news for a podcaster to talk about? Yeah. Well, okay, so then it brings my question. So he said, I work with children. Is that a reference to Tony Khan? You know, like, you know, basically now what we see with this, with this, that, uh, you know, this uh, thing that he released, you know, put on Instagram, uh, could that even be a direct shot that we're thinking, okay, this is a Tony Khan because Tony Khan, you know, let's be honest, the way that he has run AEW and book matches and done all these things, it's like a five-year-old on a fever dream. We've said that before. I said that last week. Oh, well, cool. Let's put Fight Kingo and, and Kenny Omega together because that sounds fun. Why not, right? And I mean, uh, sure, let's put a guy who's famous only in one country that nobody on your TV has ever seen with a guy like Kenny Omega who's becoming a world-named star and call that a dream match? Like, look, look, I get it. Look, I understand who Vikingo was. I've seen a few things. But this was not the thing that you go, hey, let's put our, our star on this. This was an opportunity. You wanted to woo this guy to maybe put him on TV and maybe say, hey, look how great AEW is. And also, I understand this is the opportunity for Kenny to get his first singles match back since he's technically fully cleared from injury now because that's the why they did the trios thing so that he can wrestle and get his way back up into singles competition. Shocker, I know. But, uh, you know, and then you have this match. And it's like, okay, this is Kenny. The, this is this is either Tony saying, let's do this, or Tony saying, Kenny, who do you want your first singles match to be? And Kenny goes, oh, well, we had a banger in Mexico with Vikingo. Let's, let's do that again. Let's do that on AEW because that'll be my first match back and everybody will talk how great it is because, you know, wrestlers are narcissistic and they want that aspect of it. But so to me, like you could even say the comment goes towards Chris Jericho, Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, because the the way that he laid all that stuff out in that post, it makes that's all like five year old things. Well, I'm going to go tell so and so and I'm going to tell so and so I'm going to tell so and so. Um, so, I mean, I think you could take age right out of it and just the mentality of wrestling in general, you know, it's very funny because, um, right before we podcasted, I was telling you guys the, the got one of the promoters in, in the area, he picked up a, a vintage popcorn machine and, and snow cone maker from here at work. And I, we were talking about that, how like sometimes people don't, you know, it's almost a petty business, you know, and it's almost like working with children. And he said that, you know, that, <laughs> You know, where it's almost like working, you know, because he says, I have like, he's a very interesting individual. He's a promoter, he's a wrestler, and he's also a trainer. So he says, like, I tell my students from three, three different points of view, look, as a trainer, you do this, but as a wrestler, you do this, but as a promoter, this is what I want. You know, like, he goes, and, and they're not the same. And and so uh, Lou's a really great guy, and he runs VIP Wrestling here in DFW All Pro Wrestling Academy. So if you're in the DFW area, support him, go to his shows. Um, but it's one of those things of, uh, you know, wrestling has always been that case. Is there ever going to be a time where we look at wrestling and not have childish drama like this, you know? Um, or is this always going to be the case? Chris is shaking his head. He's like, nope, no, I, I, apparently I answered my own yeah, question. No, I, I, yeah, I was keeping silent because I, I spoke a lot before and I figured yeah. that whatever Chris said, I would agree with anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I think he's right. No, there will never be a time in pro wrestling where there'll be one. I mean, pro wrestling may well die before that happens. But yes, uh, as far as was he talking about Tony Khan? I think he absolutely was talking about Tony Khan. I think he was 
I think he was passive aggressively talking about Tony Khan. Khan, I think he was aggressively talking about the Bucks and Adam Page and probably sure. that side, you know, Sammy Guevara and that that side of the locker room. But if you talk about Sammy Guevara, his rabbi is Chris Jericho, so you have to sort of be talking about him a little bit as well, sure. maybe more than a little bit. I don't know if he was talking about Kenny. I don't think he was talking about Brian or Moxley. I just think that Moxley became the cheerleader for AEW and at that point became sort mm -hmm. of the the face of the franchise until they could shepherd that to MJF for, you know, for better or whatever you think of Moxley's work. It's not like he wasn't the workhorseman and the champion and the standard bearer. You know, he did put that promotion on his shoulders for, for that period of time. Um, but yeah. although, although yeah. let's be fair, if, if, if Moxley is telling somebody like, and I've said from the beginning that some of these wrestlers need to be saying that don't work for me, brother, in the backstage. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about losing to Orange Cassidy or, um, you know, uh, going 25 minutes against Jungle Boy in order to get the win a week before you're supposed to challenge for the world title. If you're Moxley and you're telling CM Punk, I'll never lose to you that's that's a certain level of childishness in itself like you're not talking to somebody who's not a big deal you're not talking to somebody who won't work with you i mean he's right. clearly a person who will say yeah you know you can pin me i'll pin you later and we'll figure out what the story is and etc like cm punk is not a great person like let me get that out of the way first of all in case anybody thinks that i'm you know on team cm punk here or anything but if that really is what's going on backstage, then CM Punk is right. He is working with children. That is a purely ego-driven thing mm -hmm. to say. I won't lay down for you, CM Punk. Wh wh what are you talking about? CM Punk beat The Undertaker in the WWE. CM Punk right. pinned John Cena how many times in the WWE? Like, get over yourself. You know, and I mean, that's, that's the thing is, you know, sometimes wrestlers fail to realize that you can get over losing you know you can get over uh, with and uh, not win the match you you can get over without having a title you know and, and who got over more after wembley brett or bulldog oh yeah you know i mean bulldog Brett. no oh, brett got, got over, over more brett. brett or or stone cold right oh exactly. yeah there you go yeah, Stone Cold lost. I like to me that's the bigger one. Because like Bulldog, I like I agree, but like I look at it from the moment I and I, I don't I don't remember after and I'm like I said, I didn't grow up with wrestling. So that part of my history was like eh. I do know about the Stone Cold Brett turn. That was like one of the double turn, the one of the best double turns ever done, and how Stone Cold got over. For me in the moment, Bulldog was over because it was in England and you know, all that stuff, but you know, I guess for afterwards, Brett took off. I don't yeah, know. Months later, Brett is world champion material. Like right. he, he, he shot into the stratosphere after that match and he lost. It's the same thing with this, yeah. with the, with the Austin thing. The Austin thing wouldn't have worked as well if he won. Right. Exactly. Like, it actually worked better that he lost that match mm -hmm. in that manner, et cetera. Right. But like, that's the thing about about pro wrestling like there there are potential for stories that like only people who understand this on a really high level can get and i mean reading this thing from cm punk it, it basically like as i was reading through it and i was thinking about it and i'm going oh okay 
I get all of the Bret Hart references right. because he's got somebody in the backstage saying, I refuse to lose to you. He's got people in the backstage who are clearly not on his level when it comes to telling stories. He's got people, he's got a click in the back who literally have the boss's ear who are against him, right? I get right. the Bret Hart references on TV. He's literally saying, I'm Bret Hart. I'm literally right. Bret Hart right now. Yeah, it makes sense. A few more uh, quick tidbits of AEW. One, Vikingo, the the dream match, the next time you're going to see him, unless you're looking elsewhere, is on the Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, where he's facing another guy who, who AEW fans saw once and loved, Commander, um, for the AAA Mega Championship on the Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor pay-per-view. So it took exactly the first post relaunch of honor club pay-per-view for tony khan to already muddle ring of honor which wasn't already muddled enough with AEW, um for better or for us with putting a triple a mega championship on that which i guess is a favor to triple a maybe not so much i mean they didn't seem to win from win much from their first engagement with AEW, but uh, i guess you know what's the difference really mm -hmm. um but i don't know if this is the main event or not but you know maybe people will buy supercard but listen if it was really a dream match for a lot of people, a lot of people will now be buying that pay-per-view for $30 over WrestleMania weekend. So good on you. I, I hope it works. Actually, I don't because I don't want to cover the show anymore. But um, so there's just, that. Just tell Jeff no. Uh, uh, or uh, not, no. I mean, Jimmy. Just tell Jimmy no. But like, you know, okay. here's my question. Like you yeah, said, it's, 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 yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's an opportunity to, to reach Mexico, right? And to pull in that market when you have WrestleMania weekend. So why not is my thought process. Now, is it a good process? I don't think so. I think it's, it's stupid. You know, not my building it. of honor on its own. Right. Exactly. I agree. But you know, but that was the whole bit with ring of honor. They had, uh, you know, relationships with AAA. They had relationships with new Japan, you know, and, and guys coming over and, and, you know, it's almost like, again, Tony goes, Oh, goody, we can do that now because we're ring of honor. So that we can we can we can still do that um, and hang on. You, you know, um, when, you know when is a great time to do that when it's entirely appropriate? A pay per view called Forbidden Door. There you go. Right. You know. Do you guys remember when midget wrestling was considered niche? Oh, uh, they ran a midget show here like uh, last weekend or two weekends ago in in my in my town. Anyway, okay. now they're now, now they're apparently on Ring of Honor. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Shut up. They really did that? No, that's a reference to the size of Commander and Vikingo. Oh, yeah, okay. the Vikingo is a very small man. Uh, all, right, all right, so another like sort of caddy thing. It's it, it's really more of the same, but whenever something comes out bad about AEW, the, the, something comes out bad about Miro. Uh, so the, the, mm. apparently Miro was supposed to be come back in that, that battle royal, and him and Adam Page were supposed to be last two, and Adam Page was supposed to throw him over the top. And Miro said, that don't work for me, brother. Um, I don't really believe it. Um, but, you know, that's what came out. When it, whenever there's, whenever CM Punk says something bad about AEW the next day, because they, I think they've learned that they can't quite beat CM Punk. They, no matter, you know, he, he what, whatever it is, pe people are going to listen. So, you know, dump on Miro and every day that goes by, you know, it, it, it's sort of easy. But this is like the same story. It's just, Every time they say, well, we, we, we pitched this to Miro, and he said no. So that again. By the way, Lana, CJ Perry turned 38 also this week. Uh, 
not not exactly newsworthy, but sort of a relevant to this. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, Miro looked great. Miro did a great, but here's my thing. You know, if I'm having a choice between Adam Page and Miro, I'm picking Miro. Like, you know, I don't blame Miro for this. You come back and from a and you've worked your ass off. You look great. You look like a killer. And look, here's the fucking problem. Again, you have a guy like Miro, beast of a man, and you don't know how to use him. Right? Lance Archer, Miro, like all these guys, you get them and they are beasts and they are amazing to watch. They're fun, they're big, they're scary. And you use them like crap, right? Let me do a devil's advocate for a second here. And if you work for AEW and you've worked there for four years or three years, however long Miro's worked there, you know that Adam Page is, they perceive him to be a top guy. There's plenty of ways in the battle world where you can book this, where it's not, where it doesn't look embarrassing. So Miro could do a double clothesline and take two guys out. You know, let's just say Lance Archer and Brian Cage. He takes both those hosses out and Adam Page, you know, run, runs behind him and just dumps him out. It wasn't a power move. He just happened to take advantage. He was the opportunist, and that starts a feud. It, I, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, if it's like they stood in the corner and they they, they pretended they were Eddie Kingston and Ishii, or you know every Minoru Suzuki match you've mm. ever seen, where they're just doing clubbing forearms for you know five minutes straight, and then Adam Page you know does a buckshot lariat and Miro's you know can't defend it. Yeah, I get, but that you know. So I don't know. Listen, I don't know that the story is true at all. But there are ways to book around that. If you're an AEW, you get, I mean, you, you have to know the pecking order. You know, Miro, you're not going to come in as the top guy. But I don't, I don't know. I don't get the feeling that Miro takes himself that that seriously. I think a lot of it would depend, like, again, like, I think a lot of it probably does depend and probably did depend, if this report is true, on exactly what was next for Miro. Mm -hmm. If it's, okay, I'm coming back, it's going to be a big deal, everybody's going to be happy to see me, uh, you know, I'm a pretty big deal in this company too, like he is, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm coming back for this for this battle royal. And then we're going to have a, a face off with Adam Page, he's going to dump me out, and then we're going to feud after that. I think Miro probably would have said yes. My guess is that it was probably something like, yeah, you know, you're going to have a face-off in the end and Adam's going to dump you out and then we're going to have you go and you're going to be the best man for Kip Sabian. <laughs> Again. I, like, if I'm Miro, I'm, yeah. I'm, that's my question. It's not, what am I doing tonight? It's, what's the fucking plan next week? And that's something that that Tony Khan has right. been completely yeah, and that seems to be the problem to, to even fucking figure out is what's the plan next week. I've said this for three fucking years that the and I mean I've been saying this since about six months into AEW. Where's the consistency? Where is the 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 like they talk about long term storytelling, but. They don't do long-term storytelling. No, they don't. They do cyclical storytelling that they come back to and they retell the same story over and over again. They're mm -hmm. literally showing me on a week-to-week -week basis exactly the same visuals that I saw two years ago between the elite. It's the exact right. same visuals where Adam Page is helping Kenny Omega, but Kenny's not sure that he really helped, and maybe he was actually there to hurt him, and I don't know, and should we trust each other, and blah, blah, fucking blah. It's not It's not long-term storytelling. It's the same fucking story. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, but that's and that, I think that's the biggest problem uh, we see uh, is that with AEW, it's it's Tony Khan trying to sell us something, and it's not really a thing that we are getting. It's it's something that we're promised. Oh, we're going to get these things, 
and uh and, and then we're like okay sure and we give them uh, these things and uh and then it doesn't come out to what we expect it to be but yet it's like we get that small moment or maybe a few people get that thing uh look this is what we wanted cool and then it's gone again it reminds me of something um that we saw which i want to share with you guys if you'll give me a moment it reminds me of uh you know kind of in the 80s we had um we we had uh, a lot going on a lot of different people doing things and so it reminds me of this spirit. and bread for eating will also provide and multiply Oh, that's, that's the opening of the windows of heaven. And he was eating steak and and, uh, and 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 having water from the brook and bread, fresh bread, fresh cooked bread. Mm, I can smell that bread right now. Hallelujah! I can smell that bread right now. Hallelujah! God's cooking something up for you. Hallelujah! I am smelling fresh bread. God's cook the, the ovens of heaven. Heaven's bakery is cooking something up for you. God, this is the way the gifts of the Spirit operate through me. God's cooking something up for you. He's cooking something up for me. We worship you, Lord. I hear it, Jesus. I see it. I smell it. He is preparing for you as we even speak. I smell heaven's bakery cooking up something good for you, sister. Father, I've never smelled the bread of heaven before. I don't want to miss this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I can just get your mouth open just like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I missed the entire Henry Winkler evangelical phase. Oh, yeah. Um, and look who we have here. Oh, <laughs> look, your baby face isn't going to help you. That's an, that is an improvement. It is an improvement. <laughs> Finally, my blue would work. What Lord. the fuck was I just watching? <laughs> what are we watching? You have a baby head on your body. Yeah. Hey, it's me, El Nino, Jimmy T. Your Vi a Vikingo is in the building, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, you so notice? But my head is smaller. El Van Vikingo, his head's too big for his body. Well, well maybe you're El Grand Hijo de, de Vikingo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mahala, so, hala, hala. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, I'm, I'm equating Tony Khan to a... Oh, no, the child is smoking. To a mid-80s uh, televangelist where he promises all these things and says, give me your money and everything will work out. And it does it. And so then, uh, if you really just go see the whole thing, it's hilarious. Uh, you will you will hurt yourself laughing. Um, it is uh, it's Farting Preacher on YouTube. Uh, I saw that 20 years ago right before a wedding. We're all in church, lined up at the church I was working at. I'm in my buddy's wedding. The youth pastor, who I'm, I know, he's in there. And we're all in the hallway getting ready to go out. He starts playing it on a computer. We're all laughing. The groom is like has a live as a mic on. It's not live in the auditorium, but it's live for the video recording. And so, like, we're all laughing, and like one of the guys goes, "Who's farting?" And like we're doing all this stuff. All of that makes it onto the their wedding video. So like. You see this beautiful picture of like the auditorium before the wedding, and then all of a sudden you hear like, "Who farted?" It's just the groom, 
and like we're all laughing and making noises right before the wedding and like he he called me he's like john uh we got our wedding video i was like yeah he goes they heard everything in the back that we were doing before the wedding and it was like yeah and yeah i was like well how did christy take that oh she thought it was hilarious you know so like it was funny and uh, like look i look i needed that 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 was one of my releases last night and uh, Brittany was like you gotta show it tomorrow on the podcast like okay i'm gonna find a way to you know shoehorn that in because i mean we've kind of gone on we're almost an hour in now and i think we probably need to talk smackdown at some point i'm a, like a, jimmy i told these guys since you were an hour late i didn't really watch last night my dog was in the hospital again again. uh slip disc uh maybe surgery but right now it's pain meds and everything i gotta wait to see my vet my kid started his first job yesterday and so there was a lot going on um so uh i didn't really watch smackdown a ton so i'll i'll try to guide everything and leave everything there but and maybe say a few things, but I don't have a lot to All right. contribute well, today. Wrestling news tidbits. Yes. On the P- look for the PWC Extra, where we will cover all of the things that we were not able to cover today. Because you're right, an hour in, and we probably should talk about SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, because we haven't, talked... haven't. No wrestling at all? Not yet. Well, we, we, we talked wrestling, wrestling news. We said no SmackDown. Okay. Kid, listen up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, oh, this, this is a good one. Uh, Medium five says, "Is that Jimmy T or a fat Chinese baby who's being sold overseas?" Yeah, me how, me how. So yes, uh, there are. The chat is enjoying your baby head for some reason. I don't know why. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, and you already missed it. Chris made fun of you because he had an L- he had a New York Yankees hat on, wearing a Celtics jersey. Because, <laughs> well, you know. Do it again. You have it nearby. Oh, yeah. oh! Okay. I just transformed. Put it on the side so you can be like Jargo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what? What's your obsession, uh, Jeff? With that, the the hat on the side. I just, I, it's just amazing to me that it looks normal on some people, and when I do it, it looks retarded. Well, that makes two of us. There we go. Hey, he can hey. rock it. He can rock it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We have. It. You have the uh, Jargo cosplay going on right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. You know I'm jealous of All Jargo right. Well, now I'm going to go on a, on a tirade for 16 hours about Japanese wrestling. There you go. The hey, 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 Hi. hey, son of a bitch. You can't take it back. You said Kazushika Okada was the best wrestler in the world on Thursday. So don't eat. And I was there for it. I <laughs> heard it. I was there. I- I said nothing of the sort. And oh, you don't have any proof. So uh, actually, we do have proof. Yeah. Shut up, kid. Yeah. Where's your mother? Yeah. yeah. Fine, Dad. Where, where are your parents? I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. me and yeah. Sakaria had a baby. Yeah, like, what? Oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Look. <laughs> Feed that fucking kid. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Clearly, my head's not getting enough him. food. Yeah. Looks like we haven't, we've done nothing but feed him for his first two and a half years of life. I know. Right? <laughs> and just quietly, Mr. Media M5, I am a blockhead. Since you call me a Lego, clearly I'm <laughs> yes. a blockhead. Yes, the kid. Well, I actually like... am German, so I find that offensive. Well, well. <laughs> there you go. So, all right, all right, we've had our fun now, but I guess we need to go back to serious business. So let's talk about <laughs> last night's SmackDown, uh, three twenty-four, uh, two thousand and three. Uh, they were. Boy, I'm saying uh, a lot. So whatever. Um, I don't care. Uh, they were, I don't remember where they were last night. It's like I said. Las Vegas. Uh, oh, Las Vegas. That's right. Thank you. Uh, they were in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Arena. Yeah. And uh, so 
we had a video we, we, we recapping Sammy and them coming back together, and we're going to come after those titles. Um, and then, of course, we have wrestling has more than one royal family where Cody Rhodes comes out. Not He's my daddy. He, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. He he came out not in a suit, but came out in wrestling gear because he was wrestling <laughs> Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci was out there as well. So speaking um, of square heads, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, good lord, good lord, He's my daddy too, dude. Uh, I mean, Cody's kind of a blockhead, but I mean, let's he's be more honest. like a molehead if you know what I'm saying. Ludwig Ludwig is definitely a blockhead for sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean. So this was our opening match. Uh, it was a match. You know, I'm going to be honest. Like, for an opening match, I get it. You you want to have Cody wrestle on SmackDown because he's normally on Raw, so you want your SmackDown audience to know what he looks like before going into, you know, WrestleMania because I guess they're going to assume that some of you, some of us don't watch Raw. So, you know, let's see what Cody's been doing since he's came back and – we watched him wrestle. Um, look, these are two guys that are good mat-based guys. They were solid. It was look. This was a C match. It was there was nothing going to be over the top crazy. There was going to be nothing over the top exciting. It was it was a match. You know, uh, they did a vertical suplex, which didn't end the match. You know, where Cody held uh, Ludwig and Ludwig was very straight. He was on the blue shoe. Um, uh, they held him up for a minute. But that didn't end the match, you know, because we're showing how strong Cody is. And then Paul Heyman comes out, and Cody's concerned because Paul Heyman's on the ramp. Look, do we need to, like, can we stop with the storytelling? It's Paul Heyman. All right, he comes out. Why is Cody concerned about Paul Heyman? He could beat the shit out of Paul Heyman. Um, Now, when Solo Sokoa comes out, that's a different story. You know, and if Paul Heyman would have come out with Solo Sokoa, I could have seen that. But it drove me nuts that Cody sees Paul Heyman and is like, oh, my God, what, 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 you know, and then cause a distraction. Like, look, I don't give a shit. It's Paul Heyman. I'm sorry. Maybe that's me. Am I wrong in this storytelling that Paul Heyman should not be the concern because I know physically he's not going to do anything? But, you know, if it's Solo Sokoa, that's a different story. Or am I wrong in this instance? Should, should he have been concerned that Paul Heyman is out there? A little bit of both. I mean... It's sort of, I mean, I think it would have been more impactful if Giovanni Vinci wasn't there because mm-hmm. what's he? He's just a potted plant. I mean, he's just to put him on TV. Um, I think the thing about Paul Heyman isn't so much Paul Heyman himself. I think that where Paul Heyman is, there could be four other Samoans lying in wait that they're going to, you know, swamp you from, you know, you know, ambush you at any time. But sure. you're right. The match was just a match. There were some unfortunate camera angles where there were some pretty uh, distant misses uh, in some of the moves, and you do expect better from Cody, and frankly from Kaiser as well. I mean, I don't. <laughs> well, stuff. Kaiser more than Cody. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know. Whatever. It, it, it's not important. But anyway, it was a match. Cody won despite the things. I mean, but the match wasn't the story. The story was was the exchange afterwards. I mean, it's, right. that, that, the, the match was just to get us to the exchange. So it, it doesn't matter whether it was Kaiser or you know. Elias, Comatosa, Ezekiel, you know, <laughs> it, it, it makes no difference. Right. Well, here, here's my question then. Is it that idea that he was wrestling uh, Kaiser with Giovanni on the outside? They're like, look, I can overcome an outside distraction. You know, you know, Giovanni's out here, but I'm wrestling Kaiser. 
kind of like what would happen if Paul Heyman were out there or somebody out there with Roman. Like, like so if somebody's out there with Roman, I'm going to be focused. But then when the bloodline showed up, it was like, oh, this is a different story. Because now, not only does he have Imperium that he has to focus on, now he has to have whatever the bloodline is. So it's like being attacked on two fronts. <clears throat> maybe, is that the story you think they were maybe trying to tell? It's like, okay, he got he got distracted because not only does he have a faction, two teams, two people on one side, but now he's got at least a bloodline on the other? Maybe? It sure. seemed like basically everybody at ringside was a non-factor in this match right from the start. Uh, they They weren't they weren't seemingly telling the story that, oh, Cody can overcome all of these obstacles. Otherwise, there would have been more interference from everybody. Um, it was basically just a, you know, okay, you're, you know, <clears throat> we're going to have this match, and it's going to be a match, and you're going to watch the match for the match's sake. Um, but also, since we know you're going to get bored with just watching a match that's just a match and leads nowhere, we'll have the fat guy come out, and then we'll have the fat guy's less fat friend come out to to scare him because that's part of the story moving forward and basically all it was yeah yeah and i mean this was a uh three segment match because i think there were two commercial breaks between mm-hmm. everything um uh, so uh to me this this feels like uh and because somebody asked um where was it um who's better kaiser or giovanni I say too. Kaiser, actually. Giovanni's yeah. got no personality at all. Like, what is he? Well, he's Kaiser. He's got he more personality than Giovanni, though. In this instance, you have to look at the technical. You know, but here's the thing. If Giovanni was a, a good wrestler and a better technical wrestler, he would have been one in that ring. Because they look, this is a three-segment match. So this is not like they're going for five minutes. You know, they went for a good yeah, bit but- here. You know, but, but Kaiser uh, is the designated first choice for pin eater in that faction. So. Well, yeah, because I mean he's he's been up on the roster longer anyway as well with with uh, Walter, so he's he's been in that. Whereas they kept Giovanni Who? back and then brought him up. Walter, who's Walter? Uh, yeah, shut, suck a suck a big fat dick. Um, uh, so there's children in here, guys. Come on now, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, well, we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you a gummy dick that you can chew on. It's like a, that. it's like a yeah. fucking Filipino factory. There's a child over there smoking. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Sit down, Chris. Yeah. Down. But he <laughs> looks Filipino, actually. Doesn't he? He looks like yeah, I know it kind of. Yeah, kind of does. Oh um, no! Como stacable. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a thing all day. Oh, no. Oh, but boy. no, I you know I think I think this proves that Kaiser is the better of the two in the ring because yeah. they he he went three segments with Cody. Giovanni they, has a significantly better look. I will I I think. But yes. Kaiser is the better technical wrestler. Yeah. Yes, and I think and I think that's what you needed for this to to build Cody and to show what he can do because I mean you put some significant time as an opener for this show. With 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 Cody on the on the on the front card there, so. I, mean, I think this was this pairing was more because it's it's widely thought that Cody's next challenge will be Gunter. So I think they're just trying to get people used to seeing Cody you on think? the opposite side of Imperium. Yeah. But he's got oh, you're talking about post Mania. Yes. Okay. All right. So great. And, and yeah, Cody can is... go back to the mid card and wrestle for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm I'm down with that. Ooh. Whoa. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I don't. The heat is real. 
So would you say then Cody needs to come over to SmackDown or would you keep him on Raw? Because, I mean, if that's the case, you know, Walter is on SmackDown. So it doesn't matter when you're talking about the undisputed title. But it's a, it's a Intercontinental, which is, you know, Intercontinental's yeah, but, on SmackDown. And, yeah, but Chris is being funny because, I mean, it's listen, conventional. Listen, they could they could trick us. It could be different. But conventional wisdom is that Cody is going to defeat Roman Reigns. And, you know, it's been widely reported that Roman Reigns is going to take a, a lot of time off afterwards. Yeah, but how many times have we heard that already this past year? True, true, true enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I mean, is it more likely? Because yes, I mean, the theory was that before Cody got hurt, Cody was going to win, and you know, well, either way, out. the brand split has been evaporated, and they're going to do a draft in the fall. So you can assume there's going to be no real Look, they, brand split until until they well said after. that last year. They said there was going to be a draft last year. It never happened. You know, I mean, after Survivor Series, we're going to have a draft. It never happened, you know? I mean, I, I think at this point, we're in this weird middle muddled conflict of we have Raw and SmackDown, we're keeping them separate, but we're not really. And it's kind of like that weird time where, you know, when baseball had the National League and and and, and the American League, and but then they're like, oh, let's do inter, you know, interleague games, right? And we'll do the interleague games because then it it lessens the World Series because now it's like, well, we're used to that. We see that. The World Series is special because you had two teams or two leagues from two different rules coming together to play to see which one was going to be the best. And the rules that applied were the team that was the home team. Now you have that it happens throughout the year. Now it's not even a big deal anymore. It's like, okay, yeah, we're playing. Uh, the Rangers are playing Cincinnati. Cool. You know, it, it's just another game. It's no longer special. So we either need to maintain that brand split and have those very special mo- dude yeah the chat is ridiculous right now by the way um i'm not gonna say some of the things that they're talking about especially with <laughs> with the uh, baby face jimmy over there you're not a baby face. you're a heel sir you're a heel not a baby face uh, uh, but uh you know it, it makes things like the tent poles like mania and and Survivor Series, SummerSlam, like when we have those matches that come together, it makes them less special because now we're just kind of willy-nilly it. So um, they either need to get rid of the brand split completely or they need to adhere to it strictly and to make those moments special, you know? And um, so uh, that's what I feel like where we're at right now and we're in this weird muddled zone. So guys, are we, like if, if it's you, if you have the book, are you going hardcore brand split or are you just like get rid of it? Um, Jimmy, what about you? Well, let's start with you. What do you think? I would get rid of the brand split. I prefer it this way, man, personally, but get rid of half the belts, obviously. But at this point, why do I get the brand splits are supposed to elevate, you know, up and coming talent, right? Into the top spot. But let's be real. Has that really been happening over the years? When you really think about it? I don't know, man. So I say just scrap it. Okay. Chris, what do you think? Are you hardcore brand split or get rid of it? Um, <clears throat> I'm definitely more of a hardcore brand split guy. I, I think that they should. Because, listen, I can't watch three hours of Raw because it's so fucking boring and it just m- melts my brain. You want me to watch five hours a week from the same stories? No thanks. No thank you. Um, I don't. I, I, I have no fucking interest in that whatsoever. Um or alternatively, 
just cancel SmackDown and, 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 and run Raw. That's fine. But five hours of the same fucking story a week is just way too much for me. If you ask me, <clears throat> they ought to get completely split uh, back to the way it was where there are two world champions. And you know what? You said make it more special when they meet. Don't have them meet. Just mm -hmm. don't. Run it as two completely separate shows. They can share pay-per-view time. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right, Jeff, thoughts? I mean, I, I, I am very sympathetic to what Chris said, and, and, and I, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. I also think we have to look at the reality. Right now, the, the company is on two different networks, so they don't want to diminish either of their networks, so they, they want the two championships. Um, so for now, I, I think as long as they're on two networks, it's not really even a question. It's just a thought exercise. Now, should they get bought by someone that has their own network or it's only one network itself? So like a Disney that has its own family of networks, it's going to be up to them. But, you know, if, if it's Universal Comcast and they're, you know, after SmackDown, after the Fox contract runs out, if they don't want to lease out their product and get revenue from it, if they just want to own it outright, maybe they only want to have one. Because I, I dare say that Roman as being the undisputed champion has elevated him beyond any champion in recent memory, but I'm not sure that he would have been elevated if he was just the WWE World Championship and there was only one. I think it was something about having both titles that, that made it special, that, make, that makes it feel special. So I, I don't really mind. They're blurring it too much now. I mean, there should be something for Clash of the Champions, and but I don't mind special programs or trades or whatever. I think right now they're just trying to figure out how to balance star power. Um, so I, I think there's a happy medium where you can keep both because there is going to be five hours of programming a week plus main event if you count it. Um, you know, so there's no choice. So yeah, I, I would prefer, and and that's one of the reasons that I feel that they've been elevating uh, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title to try to make those individual shows feel important because those titles feel important, and they should be. Um, you know, the alternative is then you, you get absurd. You sort of do what NWA does where they have, you know, the tag team champions and the U.S. tag teams, and then you have the, the national champion and the junior national champion, and, and you have 20 guys under contract and you have 12 belts. Yeah. Uh, you know, and eight women under contract and you have five belts. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, you know, there's, it's wrestling. I, I don't really want to think too much about it. Anyway, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Why are we talking about brand splits right now? Well, I mean, because I mean, I think it's important. It is it, it, like, it's that idea of, would that make Mania more special if we had something like that? But the chat says this, you know, Jimbo says less is better. Um, and then uh, Mania and Fives get rid of the brand split, get rid of a couple belts, keep the most belts that uh, prove their branding. Um, and then he says, get rid of Liv. Uh, I think they're <laughs> Corky from Life Goes On. Um, you know, uh, and then let's see. Somebody else said something. Um, and Oh, Mania and Fives says keep both shows, but no brand split. Uh, so we, we've got we've got a lot, you know, who are more for the idea of keeping the shows but not necessarily keeping the brand split um me personally i like the idea of the brand split um i, I think if, if we're going to do it hardcore like you said chris it gives us more opportunity to share more stories tell more stories to not have things just go over and over and over again and look i don't know somebody said they've been they were doing it years before this brand split in the draft um uh, medium five i said said that i understand that it worked before then 
But now the amount of wrestlers that they have on contract and are on the roster, you know, are going to get buried. And you can't tell all those stories. So why not have a Raw show dedicated to Raw stories and then a SmackDown show dedicated to those so that you can, in turn, tell more stories and have more wrestlers have some influence and input so that you can do them. Now, then the question becomes, okay, if you do get rid of brand splits, you're going to have to pare down your roster. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. But, you know, it's the idea of WWE and Vince McMahon obviously is at a point where they're wanting to sell. They want to bring as much value as possible. And so I think in order to have as much value as possible, you have the two shows that are almost their own entities because you have a third show that's its own entity with NXT. And that is, it's telling their story. They have that that over there. Um, and very rarely, or when that does mix, it's like, holy cow, NXT came in. Look how cool that was. You know, it, it was a special moment when those things happened, but they're rare. They're, they're not, it's not like we see it all the time. And I think that will make better storytelling in the long run. But that's just my opinion. That's a lot what the chat says. Um, you know, but I think as we move to WrestleMania, I think these are the things that we as smart gentlemen are looking at storytelling going, what do we need best for the storytelling? Yeah, I saw that glitch too. Apparently, uh, Bray Wyatt's in the Bray chat. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Sorry, he's my uh, dad too. Yeah, apparently. Um, you got a lot of daddies. Um, so, but I, th- uh, I think when I was born, I was asking who's my daddy, and yeah. right, too you bad know, you don't look like JoJo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every Greek person does because no Greek knows their dad. Um, oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Oh. They only have dads. I'm Spanish, bro. I'm not Greek. What are you talking about? Even worse, even worse. <laughs> um, okay, so but we did get the interaction afterwards with Paul and um you know solo sokoa paul Heyman does the push match ladies and gentlemen your winner and still challenger for the reigning defending undisputed wwe heavyweight champion roman reigns cody rhodes and then cody kind of stares at him and then you know he talks about how he's gonna have a giant pothole when he faces solo sokoa monday and <laughs> And Heyman throws the microphone for her, catches his, you know, does this whole thing. How did you feel? Like, like did this, did this do anything for the story? Like, not only the match, but the afterwards. Like, okay, so he's going to have to face Solo on Monday. And then, you know, WrestleMania is going to happen, you know, right after that. So, okay, cool. You know, like, how, did, did it do anything? I felt like it did nothing. Sure. It's, it's it's an opportunity to put Paul Heyman on the mic, which I always love and I'm always fond of. But okay, I, like I, I don't feel like it did anything. But Jeff, you think it did? What? Yeah, I mean, not a lot, but it did. First of all, it, it gave that Paul Heyman moment, mm-hmm. and what it did, it it it. I mean, it didn't hurt anything. And what it did, if you want to call it, it it set up the match that we all knew what was going to happen, which was going to be Cody against Solo Sokoa, which is obviously going to lead to the entire bloodline doing a beatdown because we heard Roman Reigns will be live here next week. And so the beatdown where Roman Reigns is holding the two belts over Cody's prone and lifeless body. So mm. it set up that. that mm. That's what it did. I mean, whether it was – I'm not going to say it was great. It wasn't. It was okay. It was fine. I mean, I'm still not saying this road to WrestleMania has been like, you know, great success but there, there have been some successes in it and there were even some on the show but 
did it do nothing? No, it did, did a couple things. It set that up. It pretty good exchange mm. between Cody and, and Paul. And it also set up the possible uh, underpinnings for the next feud with Imperium. Yeah. All right, Chris, I think you've you done think? nothing. Oh, Paul. Jimmy. All right. Sorry. No, yeah, I, no Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, I run oh, the show, uh, damn it. Shut up. Oh, sorry, dude. Sorry, man. But no, no, for real. I, I truly thought it it done nothing. Because think about it. This is, look, it's not Cody's fault. And it's probably not even WWE's fault to, to an extent. Or more than likely it is. But the fact that they're giving Roman Reigns a day off every second week. Like on the run to WrestleMania is pathetic. There's no excuses, man. This is weak as shit. You know what I mean? How do you how do you do that? How do you let this guy take time off right before the biggest stage of them all in professional Especially wrestling? On SmackDown, which Especially. is the show they start on. The show they yeah. started on, he was the champ on before they made him Universal Champ and combined the titles. How do you, like I look, I get Raw as your you your quote unquote flagship, but this is the show he started on. How do right. you have him miss two weeks in a row and not make an appearance on SmackDown? Yeah. It's 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 pathetic, man. It's it's straight up pathetic. They they should have told him, even him, even Roman Reigns, right? He should be like, nah, I want to pull Cody out. Because to me, that's not helping Cody out, man. I would be offended if I was Cody, straight up. I'd be like, look at this guy. He thinks he's a prima donna already. Like, he's going to take days off on the run to WrestleMania. We're only under two weeks out. You know what I'm saying? So that's not good enough, man. And I'm sorry, Roman. I know you're the man right now. But, dude, come on. You know what I mean? It's fucking WrestleMania. He negotiated this. What? Right to the run towards WrestleMania? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Really? Well, that's pathetic. Yeah. There's there's, there's a hundred other ways that you could have Roman on this show without Mm -hmm. having Roman on the show. Vignettes. (laughs) You can do vignettes. You can do uh, video packages. There's a hundred different things that you could do. Now, as as, as far as did this move the needle for me, I've been saying since after the chamber that my interest level for this fucking main event was about here, right? On my, on my scale, right? Like, you know, let's say the rock came back. Here's my interest level for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say they were doing Sammy Zayn at the, in the main event. Here's my interest level for that. Here's been my interest level for Cody and Roman. And here it is eight days out from WrestleMania, same fucking spot. It was right after the chamber. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. It's yeah. sad, but true. Yeah, I mean there's 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 no build, there's no excitement. There's it it feels like there is nothing there. Like there's no even like yeah, they had that little one personal moment where he talked about his dad and da 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 da. But like, you know, I, I just there's there's no just real like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this match. Uh because let's be honest, we also understand how Cody wrestles and how Roman wrestles too. I think there's a part of it. They have, you know, it's not going to be an outstanding wild style. So they better tell a good story. And so far, the story has not been that all, you know, exciting. And has not been, you know, everything. And then, uh, you know, Yojimbo says Cody's not relatable. You know, I could agree with that. What do you uh, mean? I, I totally relate to the guy who solved racism with his right, marriage. Right. I totally mm-hmm. relate to the to the guy who's the son of the legend and has always just been super happy about it and everything's mm-hmm. good about that and never had any problems with his with his dad. I, I totally relate to the guy who 
um, at one point thought he was a space monster and and then right. didn't. I totally relate to Cody Rhodes's story. Right. Shut up, Yo Jimbo. And what are you talking about? And wears three piece suits that are fitted and and you know I'm sure there's custom tailored and and stuff like that. Um, but but okay, so I have to get this over because Media Empire has now said it like five times. He's calling Solo Sokoa the Great Value Taz. Um, you know, is he wrong? <laughs> No, I'm not. Mm. I'm not disagreeing with that. But he said it now for like the fifth time, and I want to make sure that we acknowledge that. Hey, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge medium. you. I acknowledge you, medium five. Uh, so thank I, you. I, <laughs> no, you're good. He changed shirts. Holy cow! Um, you couldn't do that on screen. That would have made that would have made ratings go. Through do the you roof. think it took me that long to take off his shirt? Listen, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm 54. I needed a bladder <laughs> crack. Now where's your now where's your purple hat? You're wearing yeah. it. Come on. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Don't worry. Um, if the show goes long enough, I'll need to take another break. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really hot. So, I needed to, and I had coffee mouth. So, I needed to get that out of my mouth. So hot. Um, anyway, like, what? Uh, Cook, man. Uh, all right. So, we're done with that. Michael Cole announcing John Cena versus Austin <laughs> Theory is going to open WrestleMania on the first on Saturday. Uh, how do we feel about that? Yeah, whatever. Cool. I'm cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Guess we know who's no, winning. Really. I think yeah. that's a good match to kick off WrestleMania. Okay, explain why, Jimmy. Tell me why that is a good match to start WrestleMania, because, the biggest wrestling event in the world for the year, on a two-night event, and it's your first night, and you're starting with John Cena and um, and Austin Theory. I'll tell you why. It's, because it's, it's John Cena and Austin Theory, man. I mean. This this will get this what, will get Jeff? what in the fans. Japanese fuck are you doing? <laughs> Look, this will get kids, John Cena fans, to tune into WrestleMania early who might not have, and if they tune in early, they might stick around. That's all it is. It's to make Saturday night family all night right. watching wrestling. Well, why not do that mid card so that you can you know John Cena's coming up and then you have him wrestle and then you still have hey, the wrestle. If you start something, if it's family night and you start something else like Puss in Boots or Meet the Groots or whatever, that's going to go past mid card and your night is over. Mm. Plus, John Cena, he wants to get in, then he wants to get out. That's more, I was thinking, like, it's, it's, he's, he just wants to get in and out. He doesn't want to be there all night. So, winning? like, so to me, that means Austin Theory's winning because, you know, John Cena's not going to be there all Which night. is the right thing to do at the end of the day. Why should Cena win? Well, I'm not saying he should win at all. I don't I don't, right, right. Exactly. I don't care about John Cena. It's Why a Hollywood match. Why is so much smarter than regular, Jimmy? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm Japanese TK's Jimmy. love child. Can't you tell by my eyes? Yeah, but your mouth isn't moving. That's the crazy part. Where's the cocaine <laughs> yeah. on your upper lip? Yeah. Uh, hey, do you, you missed the skirmish when I was in the middle of... Uh, Cocaine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It oh, it's like true anime. It doesn't move until it, the, the audio doesn't sync up with the lip. So, <laughs> yeah. Japanese anime. Exactly. This is disturbing. Um, I can't look at this. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I mean. Do this, I look cross eyed? You, you look weird, dude. You fucking I, look I, weird. I can't look at you. Yeah. I, I, look, I can't I, see I, you, bro. I can, I can solve this real quick. Pew. There oh, we <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I hate kids' television. Yeah. Um, oh, fine, so, fine. I'll yeah. go back to normal. All right, but uh, we didn't say like to hurt us that bad. Uh, but you know, I, I like I don't know. I, it felt like a thing, and I was like, okay, cool. We we have Austin Theory and John Cena starting. Like I don't know. 
I, I don't feel like that's a, a great kickoff, but I understand why. You know, it, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, it, it's it, at the same time, it's Hollywood. So John Cena's Hollywood now. So, of course, we want to have Hollywood be represented with that match. And, of course, Charlotte Flair. Do we look this this Charlotte Flair? Why do they keep giving her a fucking microphone? I mean, what the answer to this? Uh, because she was cutting basically a borderline heel promo and we're going to get a double turn. She turned. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But Charlotte, I mean, was Charlotte a baby face? Was, it, was she ever a baby face? Yeah, she's never a good baby face. But yeah, she, and she can't do it for more than three or four months at a time. But yeah, she, she, was, she came back a baby face. I, I don't think so. She did. I, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't see how she was a baby face. She, the me. problem is she actually is entitled. Like, she actually mm-hmm. is an entitled brat. That's how she actually feels about life. So even if she wasn't meant to, when they started wedding her last night, she couldn't help herself but say, right. are you wedding me right now? Because she actually is an entitled little shit. Yeah. Um, I've never thought that she was a good face at all. She's a great heel um, because she, she, like, I, like I said, I mean, she's actually an entitled little asshole. Like in real life, that's Charlotte Flair. So hey, right. lean into it. It, it. It's what makes you a great wrestling character. Um, it's a lot like her dad, in fact. Um, you know, he's great at coming off like a piece of shit because Ric Flair, in fact, is a piece of shit. Um, yeah. So hey. Lean into what's good for you. As far as I, I'm, I'm really, really wondering, Jeff. Like you, you talk about a double turn. Yes, people like Rhea Ripley. How does that character really work as a, as a flat out face? Though I wonder. Like, that's true. unless you're gonna do Stone Cold Steve Austin with her. Yes. That's about that's about the best thing I can think of, and I'm not sure she can pull that off. Uh, I don't think she. I don't think anyone can pull off, or or I don't think there's anyone right now that I know of that can pull off Stone Cold Steve Austin. Strangely, the, the closest one might be Sheamus or Brandy Orton, but they're too old for it. Um, I think she can pull off a a more polished version of of John Moxley's current character, though. Okay. Like, I I don't care who I fight. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of them. Whoever it is, I'm going through them. Really, exactly what Wade Barrett said. I, I mean, I think that's what we're looking at. The question is, what happens with Judgment Day and Dominic afterwards? But that's a that's a different debate for a different day. Hmm. Yeah. Dom will be fine, guys. I think we, you guys think way too Let, deeply let's about hold Dom. Up Dom until we get to his segment, because you're going to be surprised what I say about that segment. It's coming. Yeah, I, it's coming. But I, but I, I mean, let's feel yeah. actually what you're going to say. Well, let, let let's stay right here for a moment. Let's stay. With, we, we'll get to Dom in a second. But like I look, I agree. Like the best characters. And I've heard this said over and over again. Ben says it. You take yourself and you crank it to 11, right? And so what does that make? You know, that means Charlotte needs to be that shitty person. So does that mean going in, we're going to have a heel and heel, you know, match? Could that work? I, I think a heel heel match could work. I think it'll be fine. I don't think we need Rhea to turn babyface. You know, we don't need that kind of thing because she's in Judgment Day. I think... Ideally, we just let Charlotte be Charlotte, let her be the heel. I, I don't think, and I that's where I disagree with like she was faced before. I think she was just her. She was just cranked down a little bit. You know, she was still the arrogant, you know, entitled person like you know Chris you said she was, but um, because that's she can't hide that. That's who she is. 
And so it may, I've I've never liked her. I, I've always seen her as a heel. Even in those moments where she's a baby face, it just felt weird. She's like that weird baby face that you don't like. And like, just, you know, I feel like you're doing... she, But she does some heelish things as a baby face, right? I 100%, but by the simple definition that everyone she faced was a heel makes her the face. I mean, she faced Sonya Deville over and over again. She faced, I think, Nikki Cross, you know, and whoever she faced was was a heel. That That's what made her a face. I agree. She, she doesn't really change her character much. She's just... She's just less smarmy as, as right, a face. Right. That, that, that's it. She's, she's a natural heel, and she should be. Um, and they don't have to do anything at Mania for the crowd there to cheer for Rhea Ripley. Like, right. The crowd there is going to be all over Rhea Ripley. They're going to love her like she gave birth to them. But right. like, but as far as like moving forward, the next time they're in Evansville, Indiana, they're going to have to give some explanation as to why Rhea Ripley is now a face. Like, because... Right. It doesn't make sense, especially Dom, with Judgment Dom Day. Yeah, I'm cheated on her. There's your reason. I just but came the, up with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's Judgment, and that's the thing that she's in a heel faction with Judgment Day. So I mean, you could cheer, but like, let's be honest, crowds are weird in general. They'll cheer. They're chill. They will chill. Cheer, cheer, no, chill. You're looking for yeah. cheer. Yeah, that's the word. Look, sometimes my brain just, <laughs> you know, they will cheer heels when they want to, just because they want to. Right, and I mean, and they didn't. They haven't done Rhea any favors with this matchup because Charlotte is a heel, no matter what. And so that means Rhea's going to get cheered, even though she's a heel, because she's supposed to be. She won the Royal Rumble. She did. She came in number one at the Royal Rumble and won after what a hundred and uh, an hour and thirteen minutes. It, it's organic. It's fine. She's, I, she'll be, she'll be I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, it's. But I look. I Rhea's not a not a baby face either. You know, Rhea's not a baby face. She's a good heel too. I'm fine if it's heel heel, but just I said that very country. Uh, heel heel, not heel heel. Um, um, I'm fine well, with that. But you know, tell the story that way. Let it be that way. And sure, you cheer the bad guy at the end, but that's okay. And then the next night. You know, on the Mania after the Raw after Mania, you know what? I won this all by myself. So fuck all y'all. I don't need y'all to cheer me anyway. So, so fuck you. Come on, John. That's it. Fuck you. (laughs) You know, uh, know, that's what you do. It's just easy and it's not a big deal at all. I just, I just don't feel like Charlotte needs a mic. You know, we don't, she has been given so much mic time and just, doesn't do any favors for herself at all with this no, stuff. She's, she's so obnoxious too, man. Like that, 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 that's what's offensive about it. Like the fact that she had to even acknowledge and be disgusted. And that's the real her. Make no mistake about it. When she's like, are you wanting me? Yeah, I feel, I feel bitch, very strongly. You. <laughs> I feel very strongly like that was, that was not written for her. Right. That was Absolutely her genuine not. reaction to genuine. Oh my God. God, are you wanting me? Do you know how important no, I am? Like that. Becky, look at her like butt. It is 100%. It's a heel. I, I think she knew exactly what she was doing. <laughs> and that's the heel I'm going to die on. Ah, oh, nice. well, well, diamonds nice. are forever, and so is Charlotte Flair, guys. Apparently. Apparently. Except Apparently. for the, when she goes back in for more plastic surgery. Um, She's so, not sure by the day, actually, John. Huh? She's starting to look like more and more like sure. 
She started. She's starting but the to day. look like you did at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, no. Or she looks a lot older than that, bro. Look more like her. Yeah. I saw the people. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's true. Right. So then they announced that Sami Zayn will be on the KO show, and then Rey Mysterio will be inducted uh, Friday, and they show him embracing his daughter and kissing his wife as he goes out to the ring to face L.A. Knight. You know. Oh, and then they show that Piff the Magic Dragon is at ringside. Okay, cool. Who the fuck is Piff the the Magic Dragon? I don't know. So you guys don't even know him because I yeah I had no clue. I don't I've been to Vegas like lots. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that is. I know yeah. who Puff wow. the Magic Dragon is. Yeah, so we, do I. I know who Puff well, the Magic Dragon is. But... Lived by the sea. Yes. <laughs> in his yeah. autumnness in a land called Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, and then, of course, the, so they, they get all their announcements right here. And I guess this is going into the transition from the 7 o'clock to the 8 o'clock hour, uh, my time anyway, because they get all this announcement. They announce, hey, we're going to have a contract signing for the triple threat match later tonight. Woo! And so um, that was such a waste of time and pointless. We're not there yet. We're at Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. Let me run my show, damn it. Um, yeah. Pal. Um, baby Jimmy back. <laughs> yeah. Baby Jimmy was a smart Jimmy. Um, uh, all right. So we, we had Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. We all knew what this was. This was just a way for them to get to the match for Dom and Rey to build that up. Uh, now, uh, did I 100% think they were going to do it tonight and thought maybe would it have been better to do it at the you know Hall of Fame? I thought that would have been cooler. They but, fucked it, John. They so fucked uh, it. I mean, you know, it it was was this a little awkward and weird? I thought so. Look, it was a great segment, though. They don't make the mistake about it. But the fact that they didn't do it at the Hall of Fame is so such a disappointment. Well, Maybe something will go down though. There's sorry. Can we be objective for a second? Sure. There's go probably going to be two point two to two point four million people watching SmackDown. There's probably going to be two hundred and fifty thousand people watching the Hall of Fame, and oh, so great. while while incredible credit is due, the first person I heard say it, and lots of people have said it since, but the first person I had say it significantly before anyone else was Jimmy that this should happen at the Hall of Fame, and it Thank would you. be fabulous. And it, you know, by the way, it still might happen. It still might happen just as as a beatdown or whatever. Right, but right. but the Hall of Fame also. Do you really want the Hall of Fame now to be set precedent to be part of storyline, or do you want it to be like an awards event? So I'm of a mixed mind with that. But the, the reason is two two and a half million people watch watch this live. How many other people on DVR? How many people watch the YouTube highlights versus the Hall of Fame, which is the night before WrestleMania, and people already made weekend plans. According to AEW logic, ten million people are gonna watch SmackDown. So, you yeah. know, that's that's a big audience. Right, so that in that's that a big and line that, too. And in that theory, then like five yeah. million will watch the Hall of Fame. So yeah, but like I get what you're saying, Jeff. But like the tickets and everything—that's outside the fact of the matter. That's you know, you, you if you didn't get your tickets five months ago, it's about they, watches on on Peacock. It, it's about watches, but like still, why not even have something where it's more intriguing? You have this the setup tonight. Next week, you have that. You know that final nail in the coffin. Oh shit, Ray is really going to fight him at Mania. Okay, well, and you make that the second night, and so it's like, oh, okay, now I really want to watch and see. You know, uh, that second night of Mania is going to be amazing. We're going to have 
Ray versus Dom are going to have Cody versus whatever. You're trying you, – look, because they're going to need to do something to build up that Cody versus Roman match, you know, right, to, right. to make make people want to watch that night of the show, you know. And so we know that's going to be the second night, you know, <clears> the, the way they end Mania. But you've got to do something to build that card. And Ray versus Dom would be a good way to do that. So you introduce it that way. It's about getting that last minute thing. And so why not better do that? I, look, it, it felt a little weird because, you know, Dominic got in the mic after the ring of this match and he's, you know, you know, does all this kind of stuff and, um, you know, shakes his finger at him and rolls out of the ring. Um, and then Dom goes over to mom and sister who are, are at the, oh, they're conveniently, Ray hasn't been wrestling and then all of a sudden he wrestles and they're conveniently at, side, at the sideline. Um, yeah. And, What's it like to be married to a loser and can't <laughs> yeah. stand up a coward who can't stand up to his own son and gets close to his mom and them and you know does does his mother know that she married a deadbeat and you know all this kind of stuff and then, I don't know like look it, it felt clunky it felt weird it didn't like I get it um, you know I, that Angie gets up and grabs the microphone and yells shut up you know. Um, you know that Dominic did that to her, um, but you know. Well, look, John. To be fair, I think Dom was the best part of this whole promo. I think everyone else was weird. Yeah. If that makes any sense, I think Dom did what he could do and done the best he could do, but everyone else was just—I don't know. I, I just don't think they're truly feeling it. But up until this point, with Ray, it looked like he finally is properly invested. I mean, if you see that even at the end of the segment, you know how Ray's kind of covering his mouth? I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed. Yeah. You could tell he was proud as pie, dude, seeing yeah. his son. And that reaction was, I'll, I'll say this, it, it, felt, it feels like a big deal now after that reaction. Put it that way. I mean, it really feels like it is the best build and if you want to call it that, right, out of anything right now at WrestleMania, in my the opinion. The se second best. Second best. What's the first one? KO and Sammy against the Usos. Yeah. Well, okay. So, like, <sighs> interesting. You know, Jimbo says, I've never been a fan of Rey Mysterio, but I got to admit, the storyline of him and Dominic has become, uh, for me, the best one I going agree. into WrestleMania. Medium 100. 5 says the same thing. I'll just say this. If you listen to the two reactions, the pop from Ray walking over to Dom and then punching Dom, the place erupted more than any reaction for Cody and Roman. So, like, let, let's be honest. You need the KO Sammy thing to be night one and in night one. Uh, because that's Main that's, that's right. got to that's got to mean you're in that's in night right. one, so you can't have that to build to night two. So you need something like this, which man, let's be honest, I agree with you, Jimmy, and I agree with these guys. This has probably been the best storyline going into Mania. You know? It really has, man, and you can't take that away from him, man. It truly has been, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. everything else has been very rushed. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. this has truly been a slow build to this point. You know what I mean? And they've and up. Let's be honest. I mean, really, they've hit it at the park. Dom has anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I think I think I agree. We we've already talked about race falling shorts of the storytelling in the act. Right. We already. And that's not we, his strong suit. Never has been. No, it hasn't. You know, his strong suit has been being lawn darted by Kevin Kevin Nash. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. That, that exactly. I mean, I do, to this day, it's still one of my funniest things to think about with Rey Mysterio. Sure. That's Absolutely. his best moment. Um, but. You know, I think the storyline, the premise of the storyline itself is good. I think uh, media, uh, media and five said he didn't think the daughter needed to be there, just the mom. 
But I think the daughter needed to be there because we'd already established her on TV way right. back with Buddy Murphy and things like that. And that it's a family thing that not only is Dom threatening his own mom, he's threatening his daughter, you know, the his sister, you know, and, and that's what causes Ray to come over and 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 you know make that moment where he punched well, him. She's cute. Yeah. She yeah. is cute. And I hats mean, off to the production because you could see yeah. at the very back ray watching it you know what i'm saying from far away and the court it was a good moment just the reaction of his face when he told his mum. well i'm talking about dom telling his mother to shut up they caught exactly his whole reaction and that was you know clap clap to the production team because yeah. that was very well done now like look i like i could have appreciated this and then next week be the setup for what well, we're gonna have a match like right, he he does sure. something like instead of saying we're gonna have a match like this is like that idea of let's just drag it out a little bit more and then Dominic does something at you know the Hall of Fame so that's like all right you son of a bitch I'm gonna beat some respect into you we're going to have a match at WrestleMania I bet they yeah. do I bet they have yeah, if, yeah. if not at Hall of Fame they have a YouTube vignette that goes viral like when he did the home and the holiday invasion thing. Right. Something's going to gonna happen. Like right. a red carpet sure. event or something. I don't right. think they'll tarnish the actual Hall of Fame. I think they'll do like a red carpet. Kind. Let me just say one thing on this, that I thought this whole thing, given the relative weaknesses of charisma and promo skills of William Mysterio, his wife, and his daughter, I thought this was nearly perfect. From L.A. White Knight, who's won nothing getting the, oh, the chicken shit okay. heelish win, but a win over Rey Mysterio on TV that he desperately needs to have something in the win column mm -hmm. to the way he walked out to the whole thing. Just what Jimmy said, Ray's reaction when he told his mother, when Dom told his mother to shut up at honestly, I thought this, this was as nearly perfect as you could do staging production storyline. I, you know, Jimmy and I can argue for six months and say the same thing over and over again about how he's convinced that Dom is made forever. I'm concerned about his future going forward without Judgment Day, and without mm -hmm. the Ray story, and without Rhea by his side. I don't know what it's going to take because he's so small, whatever. Doesn't matter. Right now, it doesn't matter because right now, this was brilliant, near perfection, and it was, it was, it, it was theater. This, this was sports entertainment. Absolutely. Almost at its best. Chef's kiss. Right. But like I guess sure. my problem is is like fine, you want a match at WrestleMania. Uh you want to fight Mania Mania, you're on and I'll see you at Mania. Uh, like 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 that that is that ensured the idea that he's gonna be doing that at Mania. I look, I don't get me wrong, I like LA Knight, I like the win. I think again shows that idea that Dominic is trying to show, look, this is how shitty my dad is. You know, he can't even beat and a guy who keeps getting his ass whipped. You know, kind of thing, and but the fact that that you you had him say that last night, like it could you could you could have gone without him saying you want a match at Mania, it's on. I'll see you at Mania. I didn't need that definitive answer. I needed That's him to true. punch I him. Agree with that. I, I need you to punch him and stand up to him. Is like get the fuck out of here. Like you don't even need to be on the screen. Just get out of here. Like you know whatever. And then the next week, we, the we next just week, give it right. that little look again. This is that idea, like for me, storytelling wise. That's a proper cliffhanger, right? Right. You you have that cliffhanger to next week to right before. Exactly. So then it's like that last minute. Okay, fine. This is really going to happen. And it's that this was good, 
to make it just that little bit better. This is yeah, what but WWE families does. don't make their plans for the weekend the Friday night before Saturday. They make their weekend plans, especially with kids, the week before. Who's sleeping over? What house? What parties are we going to? Which parent gets the night out? You know, are we going away for the weekend? They're they're planning. They're trying to make this family night. So that yeah, well, and that's... and listen, everybody who's going to watch every single person who's going to watch the the Hall of Fame was watching tonight. Yeah. Every single person, but not every single person uh, who's watching tonight is going to watch the Hall of Fame. Like that's that's the difference. And there's mm-hmm. there's a huge gap between the amount between those amounts of people. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. that's like the difference between who watched SmackDown. And who watched Dark this week? It's a wait, big fucking difference. Sure. So last year, oh no, continue, Chris. I'll I'll wait to you. No, so I mean, I actually think that they did this properly. I I think that mm. they did this right by having him say, "Okay, we're gonna have this match at Mania." And also, I think that there's probably a little bit something backstage to the idea of, well, we promised people a Bray Wyatt match and we're not going to be able to deliver. And now we're saying that maybe Ray and Dom won't, won't wrestle either. We want to make sure that people understand that that match is going to happen. True. Maybe that could yeah. be true. That's true. Because yeah. right now Bray seems like he's gone cuckoo, literally. And they've got but, a week of people watching this clip on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. For sure. And it was great. But, and I will say too, sorry, I, cause I haven't gotten a chance to even talk about this yet, but no, yeah, no, no. basically like, I agree with essentially everything that Jeff said. This was as close to perfect as you could possibly get from L.A. Knight being able to go over and get the win and then having Bray, Watt, Bray uh, Wade Barrett um, on commentary say, look, if winning against a legend like Rey Mysterio isn't enough to get you on WrestleMania, I don't know what is. So yeah. it looks like L.A. Knight's going to be a part of WrestleMania, which he deserves. He's he's gotten mm-hmm. himself over to the level where he deserves it. Um and yeah, the noise that this building made um, when uh, when Ray finally smacked uh, Dominic was incredible. I think it was definitely the biggest pop of the night. It might have been the biggest pop of the week in wrestling. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm pretty sure I could hear all of Mexico um, just in just yelling out in elation at the fact that this little Mexican kid was going to get his ass beat by his dad because he deserves it. And that's chocolates that's went up. Chocolates hey, went up. That's Mexican culture, baby. If you you, you hey, tell your mom to shut up, ethnic your dad's culture, bro. Beat you up. Do you so, know how many freaking shoes <laughs> yeah. I've had thrown at me? Even the wooden spoons, bro. Oh, Ooh, there you go. Don't those even get me started. Painters, you know, those are things I had. You know, you did not tell Oof. my mom to shut up or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, man, I'm telling you. No, it's good. But no, and I, look, I don't disagree. I think this was good. I really enjoyed this. I, the it felt clunky. But it was still good. Like the the getting to that story part with the LA night thing and then getting to there, it was it was weird. Once we got into it, once it got rolling, it was good. I I would have personally liked it, but I also see your guys' points. You know, like I'm looking at this just strictly from a storytelling standpoint of selling the thing and getting to that next point. Um, I like that little cliffhanger where you give him that, but I, I Chris, like I agree with you. We had that idea of Ray you know, not maybe not being able to do this match now. And so you want to make sure that we have this. And maybe Bray was going to be used to kind of sweeten up the second night too, because this is this has got to be on the second night, right? I mean, this has to be. 
you know, uh, doing that. So yeah, but uh, there's confliction, John, though, because the way that they've built this could it possibly be the main event of night one? Even no, that's why. That's why I said we we did the the Usos and the Usos and them. You know, because you need something enticing on night two, right? And if Bray and Bobby aren't going to be that, let's be honest, Omos and Brock, that's a night one thing. Yeah, I mean that, like, or night two starting the show. And Logan Paul, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's good, um, but um, I, I think I think you you have to really start thinking about okay, how are we going to build these cards and what are we going to do? We already know night one is going to start with John Cena and uh, uh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Yeah, you have that triple threat. So is that going to be on night one, the Intercontinental? So are your mid card belts going to be on the, that the same night? Or are you going to put one on Saturday? I mean, yeah, no, I agree, but like, so this is, but this is WWE having to look at the, you you have two nights, how are we going to spread these out, how are we going to make it work, what are the feature matches going to be that don't have any belts, you know, what are we going to do, if LA Knight is going to be on WrestleMania, who's he going to wrestle, Yeah, well, I mean, John, you bring up an interesting point, actually, because you just made me think, I was hearing something yesterday about, you know how, and this has a lot to do with WrestleMania in general, but you know how they've uh, the betting and all that now more betting agencies you'll be able to bet on mm-hmm. WWE matches. I've heard, according to rumors, that because of the betting, they're not telling the talent for until at least an hour before on who's going over, just in case there's some sort of uh, illegal betting going on with the wrestlers. So could it be possibly? They're just doing all this shit so wrestlers don't do anything like that. I mean, possibly. Could that be a possibility? Yeah, because I, mean, I, I can see Vince a lot of tampering McMahon, going I, on. I think Vince McMahon really wants to avoid any any situation where anyone's taking advantage of what they already know before oh, selling wow. things or Come on, bets or anything. I don't think that has much to do with it. I mean, But we maybe, do know that Vince has changed things because people leak stuff on accident before, too. Oh, you know, and he got super pissed about it. Uh, but look, at the same time, too, if you want to keep working for WWE and Vince McMahon, you don't need shit like that to happen. I mean, right. let, let's be honest. You know, that I think, Jimmy, it, it's self-built in because technically these guys are independent contractors. And so, True. you know, if you do something like that, you're going to fuck yourself nine ways from Sunday. Oh, and absolutely. you're not going to. And look, and if you, you get fired from individually would be the defendant in state of or United States versus not yeah. the company. You'd be the defendant in that. So, right. listen, I, I'm sure that plays some role in it, or it's, or it's an ancillary side effect of it. But why would you want your, your, the only rumors that anyone's absolutely going to believe they're going to spoil WrestleMania because no one believes the dirt sheet or the media anyway, and uh, you know, and that that's inevitable. But when the Vegas line starts shifting a lot, people start to believe that. So you want people to tune in and watch and be surprised. You you know, you know, it's not like fantasy football where you're watching it to see your guy score the points. Right, you know, betting's right. different. You don't you don't have to watch yeah. a wrestling match to, you know, if you feel like you already know the winner. So anyway, maybe, maybe not. I I I, I think that it, that plays an eensy beensy part in the equation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I agree. I think I think that uh I think uh I think that's a it's a good thing. I think also look. We the SmackDown should not be a recap show, but it is. After this moment, we had Sami Zayn be on KO show because I mean uh, we apparently forgotten that 
from earlier in the show, and that WrestleMania is going to Hollywood, right? Like we've forgotten about that too, because even and also. And also, you must have forgotten about the segment you just saw where Rey Mysterio hit his son. We're going to show it to you three more times. Right, right. That you know? deserved it, though, dude. They, I mean, they just kept showing the pop part, that especially. Di- they man. didn't deserve that no. right after. You no, want to no, fucking no. remind us 15 no. minutes later? I mean, okay. it's the hottest Literally, thing right now. they showed it. They went to commercial. They came back, and they showed it again. Get the fuck right. out of here. Yeah, like, you know how you make a moment. hot go to, go to warm and cold quick? is to overshow it too quickly yeah exactly exactly and so then uh, we did find out that Andy Kaufman is going to be the celebrity inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame so right now we have going in for sure Rey Mysterio the great Muda and Andy Kaufman that's um, it is that all we're going to get that's all that they've I mean, announced that's all we're going to get that's, no, all it's oh. no, that's, that's all that they've announced so far um, usually they do about what five six people eight people sometimes um per per hall of fame so uh so far guys how are we feeling about ray the great muda and andy kaufman going in well for me ray i think was done purely for storytelling purposes it's some sort of storytelling because i mean did they really need to put ray in right now if he's still going to be an active member of the roster think about it look, 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 look 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 All right, like, listen, Linda, listen, listen, Linda, Linda, (laughs) listen. They put The Undertaker in when he was still wrestling, right? I mean, the idea is the WrestleMania, it's a Hall of Fame. It doesn't mean that you're done wrestling. It just means... He was done by that point, but Taker didn't wrestle after that. No, he still wrestled after. Like, he wasn't an active... And and look, Ray's not wrestling, like, every week. He's... He's he's now oh. become what the Undertaker is, which is a he's pretty you know, regular though feature regular. Well, yeah, because they're building the storyline, but that's right. a little bit but, like Ray. Look, think how about Ray. This is the first time Ray's wrestled in about a month, dude, on TV. No, I mean, no yes, way. Yes, has I'm it like, been that long? Yes, it has been that long, Jimmy. He's just been out oh. on the side because remember they had. I'm gonna uh, look that one up. That one. Look, I thought the Fantasmo taking most of the bumps with Judge. Oh yeah, Day, okay, you you're know. right. You're right. That's true. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You know, so hello. That's this. Look again. I said this last week. This was a warm-up match for him for WrestleMania. You know, because he was going to wrestle. So it's not like we didn't know that. It's just more that idea that Ray is the goat when it comes to bringing wrestling and lucha-style wrestling to America. And so why not? He doesn't have to be done. He is obviously wrestling less. He's on a Netflix show. He's not on there every night, but. It doesn't mean he still can't be a featured wrestler. You know, people will show up if he's on a card. You know, you put him on a card in Duluth, Minnesota on a Tuesday night, people are going to show up to go watch Rey Mysterio. I, I'd go. I, I'd right? go if it was in Duluth. Right. You know, because I mean, okay, medium five. I look, I know Conan did it first, but Ray did it better. So Conan's um, not a traditional luchador either. Jimmy, why do you have two screens up right now? Conan was a Conan was a, a an American style wrestler in Mexico, right? Yeah, like sort of like Alberto. Why he got over? Right. All right. So why do I have two Jimmys on the screen now? What the fuck? All right, no, you're gone, Jimmy Con. <laughs> Jimmy nice. is looking like Max Hedrum right now. Jimmy, get your shit fixed and then come come back. He thinks he's funny. Yeah. Jimmy's going to be so pissed off at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know he was, what, already, he was already that way in the chat before here. 
Um, look, bro, you're still you're still looking like Max Hedrum. Jimmy, stop. Just stop. Oh, he's he, he's pretending that this is that he has no control over this. Yeah. I don't believe uh, <laughs> All right. All right. So it's fine. It's fine. All right. Let's talk about the KO show. Uh, yes. So <laughs> we had all, oh, no, don't forget us. We had Lacey Evans and Zia Lee versus Shotzi and Natalia for. Yeah. Let's talk about the KO show. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, this, this Shotzi and Natalia won. So that now they're going to WrestleMania. And then Rhonda and Shayna Baszler, they walk out and, you know, they they let them know that Las Vegas isn't good for the okay yeah no I'm I get it we're fine we're fine no, we there's, just there's a couple of interesting things here okay tell me what what did you find interesting Jeff please well I mean first I'm upset about who won because I actually like the idea of Lacey and Zaylee being two killers but more importantly Lacey Evans had at least three wardrobe malfunctions which is awesome but the interesting thing is. You know, you had these qualifying matches to get the first two teams in. The third team just waltz was in. That begs the question as to how's the fourth team going to get in? Now, if it's WWE, they'll probably do something lazy like the two losing teams go, you know, face right. each other. And we'll probably get like a feud between Zaya and Lacey Evans. And that'll be on the pre-show. But just to speculate, what, what would be an exciting fourth team to be a WrestleMania surprise? So I came up with three that are all, or actually four, that are all unlikely. Two are sort of duplicates of each other and less exciting. One, the Bellas return, realizing that the Garcias have no brand and they have clothing lines called the Bellas. The Bellas return. Two, Monet star. Mercedes Monet and Trinity star come back as Sasha and Naomi, and all of this was smoke. Sasha is technically a free agent. Three, Fire and Desire. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come back. Or the lesser, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come back as Blonde Ambition. Again, more likely it'll just be the two losing teams from the prior weeks face each other and the other heel team wins and they break up during WrestleMania. But nevertheless, that that that's mine. Who's the fourth team? That That's the, um, that's the cliffhanger that, that I see in that. Done. It's an NXT team. No, I'm, I'm I don't know. But, you know what? I would think that, except the only good NXT team worthy of this was Toxic Attraction. They broke them up for reasons. Because maybe, you know, maybe they'll bring them back together. If with Mandy Rose, I'm all for it. We'll yeah, see. I don't care. Can we talk about the KO show now? Yeah, yeah. No, we're done. Yeah, uh, but no, I will agree that the 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 garment issues with Lacey Evans was wonderful. Chef Dicks, Chef Kiss. Wonderful. Um, and even without the even without the problems, I mean, just Lacey Evans tonight. Yeah. Look, look, I know no. Damn. Look, she her husband is one lucky motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. Literally. So we we don't even have to have a conflict here. This is great. Literally. Literally. All right, let's talk about uh the KO show. Cause I mean, we're obviously we're scripting we're skipping the uh contract signing for the triple threat match. Because yes. That was awful. Are we going to do yeah. a prediction? Are we doing a show next week? Are we going to do like a prediction show or not? Yeah, we could do that. You know, I mean, Friday because I'm sure Friday is going to be awful, so we can have some fun uh, in the morning. Um, because I'm not going to wait till Monday to do a show to talk about stuff. So uh, I know, right? Right. Um, maybe if you would stop doing shitty filters on your thing, it wouldn't fuck up, Jimmy. I've got no uh, fucking filter right now, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, the last couple early. of days, my computer has been... And my phone. Don't even... So, yeah, I don't know what's Greek happening. Word, Excuse me? Is Virus Greek? 
<laughs> Probably is. I mean, yeah. shit. So, so you want so so Chris wants to skip. He, you want to skip all the way down. You do, you don't want to do the contract signing. You don't want to do Walter versus Butch. Um, you want to skip that, and you want to go all the way to the KO show. Yeah, right? I don't. I mean, listen, like we can talk about it briefly if you want, but I mean, this was a it, it wasn't good. Let's yeah. put it. Let's just put it that way. Like it wasn't a good contract signing. The best part of it was. Uh, Gunther yelling at Adam Pierce, which actually seemed to have some menace there, which mm-hmm. is great. I love that. Um, and love Gunther, except I hate his name and he should go back to Walter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> That's why I call him Walter. But um, yeah, as far as the match goes, I don't know if I needed to see Butch get that much offense against mm-hmm. Gunther uh, this close to this close to the show. And it makes me sad that his name is Butch because I yeah. I actually like Pete Dunn. I, yeah. I everything about this just made me sad and annoyed and yeah. no. Yeah, don't let me like say it. this: the best and the worst part was Walter yelling at Adam Pierce because at first it was good. He's like, "Justify it, justify it, justify it!" And before Adam Pierce can come up with something, he just signs the contract. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what what the hell was that? What 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 was the point of that speech if you're just going to fucking sign the thing? He should have made him try to justify it, uh, and he didn't. Listen, the only thing I can see coming of this is that, is that Drew lays down for Sheamus, you know, not not poke of doom way, but he, you know, right. you, you could tell he could kick out, but chooses not to. Right. But anyway, I, I, I didn't really care about the, the match, and I prefer Butch over Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne isn't going to get over in WWE. Butch does. Um, Pete Dunne is too small to get over. What? Yeah. Yeah, Butch is popular. People like Butch. They they love his feral, crazy nature. Um, and Steve and I on Hammerlock Hangover did the show. There are no tough Walters. No. It's well, except Walter. for Walter. Except for Walter. No. Walter. Nobody knows Walter. Gunter. All right, look, Jimmy, I got to kick you again, man. You're doing wait, the next Wait, thing. wait, 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 wait. The same wait, people wait. who love Walter love, think El Hijo de Vikingo versus Kenny Omega was a dream match. Yeah, it put me to sleep. Nah, nah. It was a great match. It was a great match, though. It was. Fine. Jesus Christ. It, it was a fine match. But again, it, was like, it was like the Cody match. It was anything super egregious. They got Walter got his spots in. Pete Dunne got his in. And Walter wins in the end. So, you know, it, it's not like... Again, we're getting to that point now where matches, where matches are, are unnecessary almost in a way, though. Because it's like, especially with your champs. Because it's like they're not losing before Mania. Like Walter was not going to lose this match, so it was just a tune-up for him. So let's let's have that. But like you said, Chris, Butch did not need to have that much offense. But you know, I, I think I, I, I don't know. Has I don't Pete know, maybe... Dunn, it, Does it seem like Pete Dunne's lost even more weight because he looks like a stick figure at this point, man? Well, he's on the main roster and he's wrestling actual men. He's not yeah. in NXT anymore. Yeah. I know, right. but he looks. I mean, his arms. Right. Just, well, just whatever. He yeah. was around. He's around Drew, Sheamus, Gunter. You know, even Ridge is a thick guy. He's not a particularly big. He's guy. He's got way he... bigger though, man. Ridge. But and look, look, you can't get swole on eating plants. All right. Look, <laughs> look. Pete Dunne is a known vegan. Whoa, and... whoa, whoa! Are you trying to tell me that 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 entire tribe in in Wakanda was lying to me the whole time that they're vegetarians yet they are the big tough fighters? Are you telling me oh, that was a plot hole? The, the Jabari, yes, uh, yes. The Jabari, 
Jabari. I, I, didn't, I didn't know their names, but yes, yes. The, 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 look, the, look, the, look, look. You don't step to me with Marvel <laughs> MCU knowledge and not come in complete. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna complete your Mbaku. A question. Yes, but I'm okay, not coming complete. It's with a question no, mark. I know, I know. But like, <laughs> the, the, I loved that in Wakanda Forever that callback where he's walking in, gnawing on that carrot. You know, right. the reference to you know eating. We we only eat vegetables. But I think that was a joke though too. Like him at the moment, like I will feed you to my. I'm kidding. We are just vegetarian. I think that was a joke as well. Like to oh, funny. offset, uh, because yeah. But they're uh, Jews. The whole thing is they're the tribe of the big tough guys, but they're yeah. vegetarians. Right, because you know, uh, I think they're omnivores. Really, they probably eat mostly vegetarian. But you know, you can have fish and still consider you vegetarian is not vegan. So, okay. Anyway, I've I've now discovered that I hate Pete Dunn. So that's yeah, good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So all it's right. So let's good. let's let's skip on to it. Let's uh, go down to God. God the... Jimmy's on TikTok, I think. Jimmy, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. By the way, real quick, why did we have the Street Profits and Braun Strowman and Ricochet? You know, like because they're thinning on the top. You know, uh, uh, can I just okay. say, guys? I know you guys. I know Jeff in particular loves this pairing of of uh, Prince Ricochet Puma and the big dork himself, Braun. I've got nothing to do, Strowman. But this is getting ridiculous. Now they're starting to look exactly like each other, man. Exactly the same beards, the they're bald. Twins. That, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. Hey, that would be perfect for a new <laughs> twins movie. Absolutely, honestly. Absolutely. I agree, but it's just it's it's big and small, man. It, 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 I just, I'm not feeling it. Twins, but oh, in a way though, too, that's that is not a bad way to have a tag team. You have the small flippy guy, and you have the big muscle guy. It's a classic, you know. You have the the you know think about the cartoons with Tom and Jerry or, or, or Bugs Bunny. You had the small yippy dog, and he's talking all the shit expecting his big buddy to have to back things up and sometimes it's too much and his big buddy's like uh no you need to calm down here and it you know so it, it, this was it, like this was like real life with me and my buddy julian just relentlessly <laughs> talked shit consistently to people would always get himself into fights always got his ass kicked and i had to go rescue him like a hundred times growing up just yeah this is the British Bulldogs. This is power and glory done right. Because yeah. Paul Roma wasn't that much smaller than, than Hercules. Right. But he was pretty tanky for his size, that Paul Roma, that is. Uh, that, he was too That's tanky for his size to be the glory, but again, you don't listen. Um, right. This is this is. This Can is these perfect. be glory in the hole as a tag team? No, it cannot be glory in the hole. Ah, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Uh, that was damn. Good. All right. All this right. is not the whole media group. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no but yeah. like it, like this is just the way that oh look we have a showcase and protect like whatever i hate how they're look. using that term over and over uh, again john it's, it's i awful. hate it it's awful it's stupid it's the dumbest it, thing they've done and, so and is it possible it that i can like montez ford and angelo dawkins but hate them together yes yeah i'm getting yeah. like that too dude i'm getting like that too i, I must admit oh yeah. like when they started together it was great but now it's like the same thing that has been going on for the last four years now, but yet when they're individual and they wrestle, oh yeah, I agree with you. They're both great, and I love Montez Ford a hell of a lot more than I do Dawkins. You know Dawkins, what, John? Dawkins do you think they're Dawkins, holding? But... Do you think they're holding each other down? Quite possibly, because hmm. I feel like it's getting that way between these two. 
I mean, at some point they're gonna have you're gonna have to split them, right? I mean, right. at some point you've got to let them go their own. You don't even have to do like a fuck you, fuck you kind of thing. It's just no. like, hey, let's just go our separate ways. Let's. I don't. Know. Let's, Why let's can't we just get that? Like. I'll be you happy know? with that. We don't need no feud. I I don't know, but like I like to me, to me, I don't know. I, like obviously, of the two, Montez is the star. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, Dawkins is fine. He's solid, you know, his career, you know, but Montez is not only athletic AF, but he's charismatic AF. He looks like a champion. Dawkins looks think, like a guy on the roster, you know. Do you think um, Montez needs to tone down a little bit with his over-the-top, yes, you know, like R. Kelly-esque singing and fucking just, just so you're overacting. I think he's overacting way too much now, and he just needs to cut it back a little bit. No, I don't think so because that's what makes him lovable and, and silly and unique is that that over the topness. You know, I mean, for me as a person who can be that way sometimes as well, I relate to him, so I like it. You know, it's you know, I like that having that just over the top fun, silly character with those oh, kind of things. You know, I he agree. he stands <laughs> out. So hey, birthday girls into the chat. Birthday girls in the chat. Everybody say oh. happy birthday to Elizabeth. Happy it's her birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And we didn't push you left. <laughs> yes, probably so. Uh, but yes, Elizabeth has been with the show for a long time, and it's her legit birthday today. So happy birthday, Elizabeth. Media, media, five, media M5 actually just made a really good point in the chat that I want this to cover one? since we're talking about this. Yeah. So Montez has great natural charisma. Yes, like R. Kelly, but at best, I see champ. Uh, that's the problem with his current character. He can continue to be exactly how he is right now, and he can be a good intercontinental championship level yeah. guy on the roster. If he ever wants to be considered a world champion, he will have to learn how to take himself a little more seriously. Agreed. It's the True. same thing that I Absolutely. said. It's the same thing that I said when both Kofi and Big E became world champions. Okay, that's fine, but they have to get a little more serious now otherwise their runs won't last and then everyone was so upset when kofi lost to brock he lost that match and it was the absolute right booking decision because kofi could not will not does not take himself seriously enough to be considered a world champion yeah, yeah i'm just waiting for him to go my body's telling me yay right. that's Which, all i'm waiting for you know but i mean and but that's fine you need guys like that at the roster you need <laughs> guys who could be solid IC US title champs like I could see you know and obviously at Elimination Chamber they said the seeds where you had Montez Ford versus Austin Theory I think that would be a fun US title match I think that's we have it. lost huh? oh true we had no, it two weeks ago I know I understand that but oh, well I don't know because I don't watch Raw so what the fuck I don't care but you know um, but I but I agree yeah. but I, I think the problem is the act the, I think I think if you separated them, they feed off each other, and I think they would both get bit. I think right now there's nothing else for them to do except be a tag team. But I think if they broke up, Montez Ford could be a star on his own. Dawkins would probably need to find another faction, but that's mm -hmm. okay. It's easy. That that's the easiest thing in wrestling to do is is 
form of faction so that people get on TV without having to excel in any way, shape, or form. Like yeah. he, one's the Flair, one's an Arn Anderson, or maybe right. an Ole Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Ole probably Ole more than Arn. Yeah, well, well, Tully Blanchard. So yeah, Tully Blanchard got booted to the curb. But... Actually, did did you was there a, a what is a, a a Tully Blanchard lookalike on Raw this past week, Jeff? I forgot to mention that on the Machismo, but behind commentary, I kid you not, it looked like T- Tully Blanchard was sitting there, man. But I could be wrong. I didn't listen. If Tully Blanchard was there, I would have noticed. So I I, I don't recall if somebody resembled him. Hmm. This guy, know. I'm telling you, so. All right, ridiculous. look, but, yeah. look, we've made Weird. Chris hold off long enough. He's getting anxious. Oh yes, let's talk the about show. the KO show with Sami Zayn because Chris is wanting to bust a nut about this. So you know what, Chris, I'm gonna let you just have at it. Go ahead, lead us into this glorious place known as the KO show with Sami Zayn. Talk it. Talk to us. All right. So first of all, KO comes out. Uh, they go to commercial. They come back. Uh, <clears throat> KO introduces Sammy. Sammy comes out to a huge pop, gets a great reaction. Uh, KO says to him, I thought that this was a funny little subtle thing where he was like, was, did, did you like that? Was that was that good? Was that good enough? Is that what you wanted? Sammy? And Sammy goes, well, well, well what do you mean? What do you mean? And, and KO says, well, you know, I said we could just come out together, but you said you wanted your own intro and <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera, which is funny. And also, it uh, it builds a little bit of that possible tension because I think that there's a lot of people who are wondering, are they actually going to do this together or <clears throat> is one of them going to turn on the other? Um, so they, they helped sort of put a little bit of that in there where it's like KO's kind of pissed off because Sammy still wants to be the star of the team, etc. Um, they basically just... Uh, they they uh, KO talked about how you know it's it's uh, it's sort of Sammy's night, and because of that, he's he's made him his own T-shirt, and uh, he takes out the shirt and it says KO Mania, and uh, Sammy's like, oh, that's nice, it's a good shirt, and uh, KO says, no, but that's just the back, so he turns it around and it's WrestleZania on the front and uh, oh. KO Mania on the back, so that'll probably sell a bunch of T-shirts. Um, and good for those guys. Good for the money that they're going to get for it yeah. and everything. And I'm happy for them. And uh, basically, they just uh, talked about how they, you know, they're planning on winning at WrestleMania. They got jumped by the Usos, and uh, we basically went off air with with KO uh, hitting the steps with a chair, which is always a fun little thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you know that's how we show. That we're angry and that we're intimidating. We smack a chair on the steps because it makes a loud noise. That's so what I always used to do before I had real fights. Was right. Find something to make a lot of noise with. Well, I mean, it can bang, be intimidating. Bang. But, you know, I mean, it's more effective when you do it with, like, a 45-pound, you know, bar. And you're like, ah, and you, you get all jacked up and do that. than a folding chair. But, I don't know, whatever. Hey, you got something in your hand. It's fine. Um, but like I like I, I I watched this. It was it was it was a fun moment. You know the crowd. You're gonna get the crowd pop. I mean, you know, uh, and and this was just more uh, ways to build up to a match that you want to make a headline. I, I really feel like that this was gonna be 
one of those things that they're trying to build to a headline. And it has. It's a storyline that's been brewing and going for a long time. And so, uh, but the thing I appreciated about it was it was simple. There was It wasn't a huge overly this, that, or the other. It, it was Sammy and Kevin working on their thing. And then the Usos come out. And we're going to beat your shit out of each other at WrestleMania. There, there was nothing else needed. You know, it was done very, very well. It to was be that fair, I, John. It, it has been simple. Like the last few weeks have been pretty simple, which is not a bad thing. You but, need that. I think right, you need absolutely. that. Absolutely. Sure. You have the complex story with Ray and Dom and all that. I think that's a more complex story For being sure. told. And so why not go the opposite end and tell a great story with this smaller, you know, with, with not, not that it's smaller, but with this storyline, just keep it simple. Sometimes the KISS method is the best method. Keep it For simple, sure. stupid. I agree. That's all you got to do. And I think this is why, like, the transition to this was easier. You had the KO show, the T-shirt. Everything about it was great. So of if I'm going to compare the two segments, this was the better segment of the night compared to the Dom night with the story just because of the idea of it was so simple but so effective. You know, Um not that the Ray one wasn't great, but if I'm going to go one and one A, this one was one. Ray and Tom were one A, um, and and because it, it was just like I like there was really nothing clunky or, or anything. It was just smooth throughout and a simple storytelling method that I could easily get behind. But that yeah, that's how and, I viewed it. That's how and I there's your it. problem with Bray Wyatt in the first place. Sorry to go back, but it just made me yeah, think of yeah. the whole complication of of the man called Bray Wyatt. And why it's not working for him because shit is way overcomplicated for professional wrestling. Well, I disagree with all of you, not on the last point on this. I thought this was clunky and awkward. I don't I don't want them to be I didn't think any of that was clever about the did you want your own music? Like we're are we still not on the same page? And then they're hugging and whatever. No, I, I don't want that. They 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 should be Timo Supremo. All this segment was for was was two things one was to get a new t-shirt to be sold and the other was for the usos to beat them up the end i i thought it was for me this was like tap water it was that tap water room temperature i kind of agree with jeff though even though it's true it's it was simple but it didn't do anything for me either to be honest i mean i thought about frankly i just thought it was a little bit listen I'm, I'm a capitalist i'm all for it but this was just to sell a t-shirt yeah for me the 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 dom and ray thing was much bigger but, than this but so, look, he, is clever here, but here's right. the thing. Here's the thing. You've got to remember this. T-shirts have been a part of the storyline from the beginning, right? You know, you had you had Fair Sammy point. coming out with his own T-shirt, you know, and trying to be a part of the bloodline, and then the bloodline making him an official, and Sammy Uso, and you know, taking yeah, honorary. There was tension yeah. with Swerves and selling those T-shirts, where the you know Sammy didn't know where he stood, and then then it became right. Sammy Uso. Then there was Sammy Zayn over the. I get it. So it's consistent look, with the story. Look, it, it, yeah. And that, and I think that's more of the point is they were using, again, simple aspect of it, of they're using the same idea of the story, this this device throughout the storyline to continue to sell that story. This is that idea that Kevin Owens has now fully embraced Sammy. How? KO Mania, WrestleZania. You know, I mean, it's that idea of we're pairing together. We're going to make this happen. We're going to make this work. This has been our dream together. Let's have a t-shirt together. All that kind of stuff. So it's in a way, yes, it's simple. It's it, but there's a there's more complexity to it because of everything that has come 
from the point before of how integral t-shirts have been a part of this storyline. And now this is the culmination of it at WrestleMania where we have the KO uh, WrestleZade um, shirt for that idea of it's come full circle. We're now back to where we are and we're going into this story united against these guys, the Usos, where we're going to take their titles. You know, that's that's all that needed to be. It didn't need to be anything over dramatic or over the top or anything along those lines. And that's why, for me, I know some people said it's meh, it's whatever. But to me, if I, I look, your water analogy is, is on par, but I'm going to say it's flavored sparkling water. You know, that's my thought process on it because it did, but it doesn't need to be, you know, bubbling Prosecco. It doesn't need that. It just needs to be what it is and they're letting it be that and, and it doesn't have to, to agree it's okay i mean wrestling is yeah. a variety show and different things sure. hit different people differently and that's that, that's sort of the point that's how you get to a broad-based audience that i might like something more and you like something but we both like it enough to stick around and watch the whole thing and want to see mm -hmm. more that, that mm -hmm. that's all i've always said if you like if you really like 50 percent of a wrestling show and you kind of like two-thirds of it that's hall of fame numbers it's right. just you can't hate more than one third of it Right. See, like this is regular drinking water right here, which I just Liquid finished. Death. Not yeah. death. That doesn't yeah. sound like regular drinking water to me. It's it's drinking water. It's mountain water from, from uh, suicide. I can't get past liquid death. Yes, it's great. Though. I'm it's thinking you're burying the lead there with the. Now, come on, water. guys. This, this is, is legit liquid this, death right here. It, this, <laughs> mango <laughs> chainsaw sparkling liquid death. So Ooh. this this is what I feel like. You're saying the storyline was this. Yeah. I feel like it was this. It was a mango, mango sparkling water. Simple, but with a little bit of extra added to it. Are we sponsored it. by this company? Because if not, you know, you yeah. should contact them. Yeah, right? I mean, hell, I'll take... They want to give me cases of liquid death, mango or the lime flavor, or even just the regular drinking water, I'm I'll down for it. i the cash equivalent, thank you. Yeah. I, don't need to, I don't need to buy water. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll the cash equivalent. Excuse I'll take me. that. And then, you know, and I'll wear their shit on here and all that fun stuff. Um <laughs> So, but you know, but I, I, but I agree with you. Like, this is the yes, wrestling needs to be a variety show. It needs to be different things. Uh, Chris and a couple other people asked this too. What are our What are our thoughts on Bad Bunny participating in WrestleMania? Cool. Uh, <clears throat> whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. It's that's not for me. <clears throat> that isn't going to be the thing that I'm interested in. Like. Um, <clears throat> Sometimes, like, I, I don't think that Jeff and Jimmy are wrong that this segment was just kind of plain. Um, but sometimes I really like to just have a glass of ice-cold water. Sometimes I don't Me too. want... Me too. Sometimes I don't want, um, you know, sparkling whatever. I Sometimes I don't want to have a, a Sprite or a Coke. Sometimes I want a nice ice-cold glass of water. And... That, to me, is, you know, what this build has been. It's been sort of the ice-cold glass of water for the show. It's um, it's traditional. It's, uh, you know, can they get along? And will they continue to be friends? And can they defeat the ultimate evil or whatever? Like, sometimes that is, you know, it is, you know, it, I mean, it's pretty plain Jane, but sometimes plain Jane is exactly what you want. And I really liked this segment, and it's one of the only matches that I have any actual interest in. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's this yeah. one and the Ray one. I think are the two matches that anybody has any real interest in. But I like the fact that we talked about Bed Bunny. We're like, man, because we all know this is just so that they can continue keep Bad Bunny on the hook for this show that they're talking about doing in Puerto Rico. And this is for a different group of people than yeah. I'm in. Like, I love hip hop. Like, I like like Jim Jimmy and I have talked for hours and hours and hours about classic hip hop. Like, I'm a big hip hop head. I fucking love the genre. I don't like Bad Bunny. I that that kind of rap music to me is just noise. It's it's fucking background noise as far as I'm concerned, but he's super popular, so good for them. Yeah. 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 All right guys, well I guess it's that part of the show where we we give our letter grade for this show. Um yeah, I'm I'm going to abstain from voting cuz like I said I didn't really get to watch the show. Fully, I saw highlights and clips, um, but I mean, from what I saw, I'm going to say a C show. But like, that's I can't really give it a true, honest rating. So uh, let's go, late boy. Let's start with you, late boy. Um, that's going to be your show from now on, Jimmy. Um, and let's. Uh, well, <laughs> I've had issues, dude. Legitly, you always I was supposed issues. to do the extra yeah. two days ago, and I couldn't even get on the computer. You were Jimmy up. has issues. This is the latest peak. As, as have... somebody who's been who's been podcasting with him for three years, I can vouch for Jimmy. He does have issues. Yes, <laughs> you have more issues than Sports <laughs> Illustrated, bro. So anyway, <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. Uh, uh, all right, so but like, give me your letter grade for last night's show, Jimmy. What do you got? I'll say B. I actually thought the pacing of the whole show was actually quite good. There wasn't really a bad segment other than the Ronda Rousey segment, like per se. And I didn't really like the Braun Strowman, you know, the the glory hole team, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's a bit meh to me. And Montez Ford and Dawkins looked dorky as far as I'm concerned in that segment. But I'll give it a B because I enjoyed it from pretty much start to finish. All right, Chris, Mr. 40 minute, 40 seconds before the show starts. Uh, what about you? What was your letter grade? Um, you know what? <clears throat> I see it's, it's like a meh to me. The, the, I definitely, there was, there were some points in it where I was like, okay, that's good. I really liked the race segment. I thought that that was the best segment on the night. Um, but you know, and, and as much as I'm interested in the tag match, the tag segment wasn't that interesting to me. Um, everything else on this show was just kind of okay. It was, um, yeah, it, it'll pass for me. I definitely am, you know, it's like, okay, I watched it and I'm not mad that I watched it. That's that's definitely sort of my C grading is like, am I mad that I watched this show? No. All right. It gets a C. Um, but that's just taking it as a show. As a show, eight days before WrestleMania, this gets like a D minus because I'm still not excited for WrestleMania, and it's yeah. eight days away, and I still don't give a fuck about the main event, and it's eight days away. Yeah, and I, I think that has to factor into your grade for these shows, Jimmy. I mean, is what did it do for me? I'm looking at it just from a plain entertainment aspect. I'm not talking no, about I the build. That. If it was the build, then I would say a D. Like yeah. straight up, but, but I'm you just have talking to. about from what I was watching, right? I, oh, like, sure. like, look, look, you have to take it as a, a bigger thing because let's be on, let's be honest, this is a show that you're supposed to be using to sell mania, right? Absolutely, because no, you're sure. eight days out, and like I feel like that has to factor in in your enjoyment of it. Of, Put it this you know, way: 
John, I'm very cynical most of the times with pro wrestling, right? But And I don't want to be always cynical. If I was to look at it like that as a whole, then I'd just be pissing on this whole thing. And I don't want to be like that. I want to enjoy watching it for what it is, even if it sucks, right? But as far as just entertainment aspect and not build, it wasn't a bad show. But build-wise, yeah, hell yeah. It's, it's close to an F. Yeah. I mean, other than the Dom... And Ray match, which is the only thing that's been built properly, per se, everything else really hasn't been built properly. But you got to remember, Jimmy, this is an independent show. This is a wrestling show where it's building towards a pay-per-view monthly right. or every other exactly. month. So you have to factor that in with these SmackDowns in general. Like, overall, that has to be a part of it. And, and you can enjoy the show. But you have to remember, okay, long-term storytelling-wise, where are we at? And that can affect your enjoyment of the show, too. Absolutely. At least sure. I think, personally. So, yeah. you know, that's that's where, you know, I would say that's the aspect of it. But anyway, we need to get Evil Dose in here to give his opinion and his letter grade. Uh, oh, great, Master prof uh, Professor of Wrestling, oh, like um, Evil Dose, what, what was your grade? Um, I would have started at a C because I think it was actually fairly mad. And I think the whole road to WrestleMania has been largely... Um, a C, but I'm raising. I it gets raised by half a grade to a C plus because there are two cliffhangers that I'm interested in, even though no one else seems to be interested. I I'm a sucker for a battle royal, so I'm very interested for the battle royal next year. Most of them are jabronis, but you have L.A. Knight and Lashley in them, and and there's some intrigue with, especially with Lashley. So I'm interested in that, and I am interested to see who's the fourth team going to be in the women's showcase match, which I assume will be the next number one contender, perhaps foolishly. Now. Are my hopes maybe up that it's going to be one of the surprises? Will it more likely be that Tegan and, and whoever, Emma, have to face Zia Lee and Lacey Evans, and of course the heels win, so it's two heel teams, two face teams? Sure, that's probably what it's going to be, and I'll be disappointed. But there are two cliffhangers, so C+. Then the, Dom and the, the Dominic and Ray thing, which I thought was perfect, gets it up to a B-, and the wardrobe malfunction raises it up to a solid B. I was wondering if somebody was going to talk about the wardrobe malfunction. Of course, yeah, it's going to be the most immature person here. Yes, well, no, because I was because I was going to be the most immature person. Like, gentlemen, did your did the wardrobe malfunction have any factor into your rating of yeah, the show? I mean, that should have that almost it almost put it put I mean, to an A plus plus plus. Look at Lacey Evans' tights away at a different time. Yeah. Lacey Evans' tights alone were right up her ass, dude. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, shit. Look. Look, like honestly, honestly, I think that might have what? been the best part of the show. Absolutely, oh. get into the ring. It was like, oh shit, yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, look, 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 Linda, listen, Linda, 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 listen, Linda. Look, she can do whatever she wants, like for real. Like she would motivate me to run five miles or or whatever. And if she wants to drill sergeant my ass, she could do that. Let's go. Right. <laughs> right. Candy causes autism. I agree. Just get me into that ass. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Good lord. I'm great, like, guys. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Hey. You said you were Spanish, you sorry sack of shit. Pick oh, one. Oh, no, no, no. That was my little brother before. Pick one. Over. Um, yeah. Uh, look, look. I'm just saying that was, whew, whew, like, Look at, if, look at look at look at media M five the dirty old man, look what he's saying. Uh, no, I saw Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I could do. You this. need 
You need you need to go to church, bro. Straight yeah, up, because yeah. we've been because we've been so pure here. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Listen, going to church doesn't doesn't uh, make it so that you're not a dirty or horny old man. That's Give it. Yes, it does. It does. First, 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 first. Spell my goddamn name right. I am not a false John. You put an H in that name, or you get the hell out. Second. <laughs> Who wouldn't get horny for Lacey Evans? I mean, I think we all just did right here on this show. And if you don't get horny for Lacey Evans, then you got a problem, sir. And I don't know what that is because I guarantee you a gay man would get horny for Lacey Evans. So yeah. go, yeah, go sit there. But put an she, H in the goddamn probably, name. I, I'm guessing good. she could make somebody switch sides. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. So, anywho, uh, oh, gentlemen, Jesus. we have gone almost two and a half hours. Um, it's been fun as always with you. I appreciate it. Um, so let's uh, let's start wrapping up this show. Uh, you can Triple H my name, Canadian Spaceman. That is even better. <laughs> yeah, pal. Triple H. Triple H, my H name. the name. I like it. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Um, so let's start with uh, let's let's okay. Let's today. Let's do different. Let's read the person who was here before everybody else, and let's start with him to end our show today so evil dose dr jeff tell us where the people can find you and all the fun stuff on the internet that you do go ahead on twitter at icarus md a couple of people i've noticed from the chat here have followed me i invite all of you from the chat and then the audience to do so uh i was at 666 followers which was perfect but i got mm. 667 because a porn bot found me uh so now that it's ruined I need 600, well, just under 600,000 more to get to 666666, which will be absolutely perfect. All right. Thank you for all that. Um, you can find me on the PWC. Uh, in addition to these shows, we cross-pollinate with, with the Hami, I'm sorry, Hami Media Group, which powers Channel Attitude and vice versa. You can find me as well. Uh, also on the PWC and some other places with my non-exactly PWC-affiliated show, Hammerlock Hangover with Esteban Pena. That that uh, drops every fortnight, so not until this coming Thursday. And Garden of Doom and Garden Views, which are on the Hami Media Group and PWC, among other places, uh, dropped a cool episode this this week of Garden Views on uh, ChatGPT, and it's scary as shit. I call it ChatGPT Age of Ultron, because it is. Um, and uh, on linguistics and the root cultures uh which luke michael ironside on garden of doom which is going to lead to tomorrow recording with our own christopher ams on atlantis and i recorded earlier this week with the very famous andrew goff on tartaria so those, those will be the next two shows that are going to drop but i'll probably also drop midweek shows because i have too many shows recorded and so garden views will be on a small little break of publication before i so i can get rid of some of the backlog of there so it won't be entirely consistent what you see but Cool things like meta track and stuff. So anyway, that's me. Thanks. Bye. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so next, let's let's go to the man who made it with 40 seconds of spirit before we started. The 42nd man himself, Chris Ams. Chris, where can the people find you on the internet? On time is on time. Um, and also, if I only need 40 seconds, that's saying something about me. Um, but yeah, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Ams one. You can find me on Facebook. Just search for Christopher Ams and look for my beautiful face. Um, you can find me on the PWC network, Hami Media Group, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow when uh, when I get to become the first ever six times, six times, six times, six times, six times, six time guest on the Garden of Doom for Jeff. 
and uh, we get to cover Atlantis. And uh, I know Jimmy's Jimmy's been pretty uh, stoked about hearing what we have to say about I it. Can't so wait. I'm looking forward to it too, brother. And other than that, you can just find me right here doing this show with you guys and generally being awesome. Yes, I agree with that. Olay. Um, Oh wait! <laughs> All right, next the uh, our late man um, who I made lost that... on the good hour, John. All right, no, give me you some did last a good hour. Give me some. Give me some credit over here, bro. Look, Come on. you couldn't even make it to an hour because we're at two hours and thirty. We went two thirty, baby. We we Broadwayed at a half, and you just showed up right after that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> my man Jimmy T, tell us where they can find you and whatever you want to pull. Well, pretty much what the boys just said is where you can find me. Exactly what they said is exactly where you can find me. So I don't even have to repeat it, man. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we just sound like a broken record at this point. So yeah, wherever you can find them, you will find me. And if you want to find John, you also find me. So yeah, it's as okay. simple as that. Yeah. There you go. But you don't find me if you listen to me on the Academy podcast That's with true. Triple D because we talk about that. We've been breaking down Picard season three. Oh, my God, season three has been so good. Just um, kiss, dude. Worf, Worf <laughs> is look. They just give me a show with Worf like this. I love it. It's great. It's just amazing. I love him. I love him so much. Um, Worf, do you love him more like, than Lacey Evans? Worf just being like, I'm, I'm peaceful now. I'm peaceful. Also, I'm gonna murder you. But I'm peaceful <laughs> I, I, now. He had, no, no. He's a he's he prefers passive pacifist ways but it doesn't mean he won't chop your head off still or take the lights out and kill every guy bad guy to get to the main villain but he would prefer pacifist ways but so it's like the quiet man the john wayne movie yeah yeah kind of like that or you know you know that that (laughs) in any any japanese movie where you have the peaceful monk who's forcing the warrior monk got it yeah yeah so, uh, but still, it's great. And the reactions, like when he finally meets with everybody and they tell, like, Rafi tells them that he's meditating and they're like, what the hell? Like, you know, it's, it, oh, wait, like this week with just the fact that Worf connects with Picard and Riker and all that team. Oh, man, that just that when they beam on is worth it alone just to watch that. And then later on, it's so good. But we talk about that. I think we're going to try to record tomorrow. So keep on the eye on the feed for the Homming Media Group feed on Spotify and other your podcasters of choice for the Academy and to keep that going and uh, listen to us. You can always join the show there. You can email us. You can join us on Facebook um, or Twitter and send your questions or, or things along those lines for Star Trek that way. You can also find me here on Channel Attitude and on YouTube on the Hami Media Group for the Smack Attack. $5 a month, guys, to get all the stuff to find out what's going on in the world of wrestling, to hear from Ben Hameen and Vince Russo, uh, Timmy Baltimore, all the other people that you know fill out the shows throughout the week and do a great job of having it. Look, guys, there's a reason Vince Russo brought us under, his, under the brand. There's a reason for Absolutely. that. That means we're pretty damn good. So listen and find out uh, what, we are, what we're doing um, you can also find it, find me on the internet as J Reezy Men. We can talk also about health, mental health stuff if you need that, and talk about those kind of things. So, guys, we're here for you. We, I want to help you out and listen to you and, and be those kind of things. But also, I want to shout out the chat before we leave. You guys have always have been great. You've made this show wonderful. Uh, you made us sing happy birthday. So, look, guys, it's you guys are a huge part of this show. That's what makes you different. We are, as we say every time. We are a show by the people for the people. Um, so that is 
a true moniker of that sense. None of us here have taken a bump. None of us here want to take a bump because I couldn't take a bump at this point and the way my body feels anymore. Um, <laughs> but we we enjoy wrestling and we enjoy sharing that with you and hearing your opinions, interacting with you guys as well. You guys are great and wonderful, and we appreciate you being a part and making the show the special show that it is. Um, there's a reason why it survived various co-hosts and things like that, and it's not the people it's you guys. It's the chat that's made this show what it is. So all that nicety aside, let's just get the frick out of here and go home. I want to eat. You guys got other things to do. Let's make like a tree and leave. So ladies and gentlemen, until the next time, as we make our way down the pothole of, of uh, the road of WrestleMania, let us prepare for whatever that might bring next week. And hopefully, hopefully we have a mania that's just as good as, as last year's. Maybe not more. But until that time, we will see you again next week. A peace. Olay. <laughs>